Bill Mosley, and I listen to the Skeleton Crew. I like to keep my standards low. That way I'm never disappointed. You're listening to the Skeleton Crew, exclusively at HorrorBiz.com and Horrorbilia Podcast Network. How's that Jaws music go? It's back, the shark. When did the franchise jump the shark? Should we go through that whole thing again where I explain what that means? No, I think they know it by now, and if they don't, well then... Go to episode 18. Is that when it was 18? I think so. Wow. I usually get that stuff wrong. It's when they started sucking. Yeah. <laughs> it's you when know, they started. I'm start- surprised, Alex. I'm, I'm just thinking. We haven't done when Psycho jumped the shark yet, even though I never, th- I don't think it ever did. But, you know, some people will argue that it did. We'll just give away the answer, Mike. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it didn't jump the shark is what I'm trying to say. I know. So now when we put it on the list, they'll know that we're going to say that. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just kidding. Give I'm it kidding. away, you fuck. Yeah, I, I do that sometimes. That's, that's... Ooh, this man. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we have, we're have. we going to get to that in a minute. We're going to try to make this sort of a complete show. We're not going to have news or anything, but... No, there's not time for that. This time. We don't have time. It's going to be way too long to begin with. So... Uh, sorry for the delay. You know, the schedules, uh, summer's exiting. We went to a party one last time. Alex was sick. <laughs> I was sick. So if my voice sounds different, don't be surprised. It well, does. Well, you already heard it, so you're not going to be surprised now. But <laughs> I'm surprised, Alex. You're surprised? Okay. <laughs> so uh, let's just get to a couple things real quick. Then we'll get to the Jump the Shark Part 2. Mm-hmm. We got some listener letters. Hey, listener, listener letters. letters. <laughs> 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 All right, well, we got a couple. Um, one of them was from Double Shot J. Yeah, yeah. Double Shot J. <laughs> Place to be. Yeah, he, on our last <laughs> show, he said, uh, by the way, he won that Halloween Blu-ray, but he'll get it in about six months, so just keep waiting. <laughs> <laughs> he still didn't get it yet. <laughs> I, I should have them today, and they should go out in the mail tomorrow. So I sh- I should he goes, have I should have them today. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what Anchor Bay told me. I should have them today. Mm, we could have walked them over there faster. All right. We got, he said, a great interview. This is about Danny Trail. Yep. It was going so good. It seemed like Danny was having a good time. I guarantee that if that bit, I mean, lady wouldn't have stepped in. <laughs> you know, he wrote lady. He would have stuck around a while. I think you guys did a great job with the time you had. The reason I like your interviews so much is because you guys actually talk to the guests almost like a friend just hanging out. I also like the way you guys bash, quotation, movies, is in a fun horror fan way. Like you're poking fun but being kind of respectful. The overall tone feels more fun and it's not annoying for listeners if they actually like the movies that you guys are bashing or tearing apart. Yeah, and then he said something else that I'm striking from the record because I'm not getting back into a feud with anybody. Oh yeah, um, yeah, no, let's not do that. I watched uh, Haunted High the other day. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I heard, I heard that it was bad. I heard the only funny thing about the film was, uh, what was it? I think a principal and a and a, 
and somebody else were were um, fighting like mutant frogs or something, and they said that was the funniest part of the movie or the best part, and then the rest of it sucked. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I fell asleep. So even Trejo, so wait, so even Trejo, the great Danny Trejo, could not save Haunted High. No, I watched I watched a couple scenes with him in it. I fell asleep, smoked a joint, fell asleep. So he was the high point. <laughs> Pretty much, dude. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, yeah, it was, it was a fucking sci-fi movie. What do you want? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I didn't get to check that out by accident. I forgot to DVR it. Isn't it amazing? I'm, I'm asking everyone else to do it. And I don't do it. Go out of your way to avoid this. Yeah. Um, and another email said, I don't have it with me. It basically said, you know, you guys, or Alex, was too hard on on himself and the interview overall. It was fine, even though it was obviously, it seemed to be cut short. But um, it because I said it, was a, it sounded like an interview about nothing. Well, but dude, that it's was like how Seinfeld. it was structured, though. Like, we, we were working up to all the all the big questions. Like, we wanted to just kind of shoot the shit with them to begin with. Get him, you know, to a place where we can start talking about his career and then questions about his career. And we were just getting to the good stuff, which, dude, I feel your frustration. I was frustrated, too. But you know what? At the end of the day, shit like that's going to happen. So we we did the best we could with it. It it was just my initial feelings. Like, as soon as we, you know, we recorded that right after we got done. Mm -hmm. And I didn't hear it back. So in my mind, it felt like uh, less rewarding or whatever or right. uh, let you know than it really was so so thank you okay you're right it wasn't that bad i guess no it was, it was good yeah and uh one person says i just want to say uh i would like to pick a jump the shark uh the skeleton crew show jump the shark on episode 29 which is uh when a horror franchise jumped the shark part two which is this one i guess <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah but it's not even over yet. So it's not even over yet, and we already jumped. So wait, we're jump. Wait, wait, wait. So we jumped prior to this, or we're jumping right now as we're talking. As we're speaking, we're in the air on skis. Really? Yeah. If we were really jumping the shark, it could be like a pyramid type thing, and I could be on the top, and my one foot could be on Dan's shoulder, and my other foot could be on Alex's shoulder, and then there could be a shark pulling us through the ocean. <laughs> I think I think Dan would like lift your feet up and push you into the shark's mouth. <laughs> yeah, I'd I can't drop you swim like either. Hot. So if you guys, well, I can't swim either. So if you guys like went and like pulled back, I'd fall into the water and probably drown. And you guys wouldn't save me, would you? We'd laugh so hard, dude. <laughs> hey, listen. The day Alex can't help out a buddy is the day I got something better to do. I, I'd be like, I'd be like, <laughs> 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 alright, and uh, besides us jumping the shark as we speak, we also have an Evil Dead retrospective uh, for the next show. I gotta see, because there's one thing that I'm still working on, gentlemen, and I have one more avenue to try, and I'm gonna try that avenue, and hopefully I can make it work in our favor. We'll have to see. Okay. So that's about all I got, unless you guys have anything you want to add in. Any death dedications oh, this week? Of course. We, we, we... <laughs> death dedications. <laughs> death dedications. No, it seems like every week lately we've been losing somebody. And it's just, it's so sad that um, an amazing talent uh, left us uh, this past week. I'm still here. Mike, well, um, you're not an amazing talent. Okay. Um, <laughs> 
And those are always the ones that stick around. Yes. The ones that nobody gives a shit about. Okay, continue. <laughs> Dan's still here. Oh, Dan, I'm sorry, but nobody really cares about you either. So, okay. Dan's phenomenal. He has, dude, he has a whole entire uh, following, man. People say they listen just for Dan. Yeah. I could imagine that. That would be the women. I got my bitches. I wish, <laughs> yeah. I, wish yeah, I had to... bitches, but... <laughs> you just lost them. I, I wish I had bitches, but nobody wants them. bitches. Yeah. I said, where my bitches? I want them. Um, <laughs> All right, come on. Go Michael, with the death. Michael Clark Duncan, probably best known for the Green Mile, has died. The big black guy? Yes. Really? Yes, very, very sad. I believe he was 57 only. He had a myo, <laughs> myocardial infarction, which I believe is a heart attack. And I think he died from complications of that, if I'm not that mistaken. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, he had a heart attack. Yeah, you could have just said that. <laughs> myocardial, myocardial infarction sounds so much better, though. Mike got the information from the freaking uh, guy who did the autopsy. Fucking met MD. I could. All right. Well, want to get to jump the shark stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? The shark's pulling us along, so let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, wow. <laughs> Here's the movies, uh, franchises we're covering today. I Know What You Did Last Summer film series, Child's Play film series, Hostel film series, Creepshow film series, Amityville Horror film series, Saw films, and we were going to wrap it up with the grand finale of Troll. Oh, shit. (laughs) Drop bombs. Oh, shit, boy. And we'll just give you the, we'll do the big, uh, we'll give away the big ending. It's Troll 2, everyone. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> now they're just going to forward it to the end and then just listen to that. Nice going, dude. Hey, after all the time we're putting into this, you guys better hear this whole thing. No, we got some good movies on this one, dude. I'm pumped for these ones. Like, yeah. Yeah, this is going to be good. Yeah, this is. Not because we're good, just wow. it's good to bash these movies. Yeah, no, I'm we just stopped. fucking lying to myself. I know it's going to fucking suck. I'm just trying to get through <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get to the Jump the Shark segment. Let's do it. All right, guys, let's do this. Uh, I know what you did last summer. There are three movies. Yeah. This was tough for me because... I remember years ago, I watched, I still know what you did last summer, and I thought it was horrible. Mm-hmm. And then I talked to Dan about this show, and he said, no, man, it's, it's really not that bad. And I was like, yeah. Just for the safe side, we went and we got, I will always know what you did last summer. But I watched both, either way. Mm-hmm. So, look, I have problems with both these movies, so maybe one of you guys think part two jumps, so we can kind of go over both of these. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think that part two jumps. I just think that there's some... I have some questions about part two. I did enjoy Jack Black in... I <laughs> still know what you did last summer. I didn't remember <sighs> him being in that movie. And dude, he was, was a nice little bright first roles, dude. Yeah, because that was 1998 that was made. So, yeah. God, this guy, that guy was never funny. It's amazing. He is. You just <laughs> don't know what funny is. Dude, that is horrible. That was such bad. He doesn't know. <clears throat> he doesn't know what to do with. Have you ever seen Orange County? He doesn't know what. This is not what we're talking about, though. I understand that. 
he doesn't know what to do with a with a, a, a script. Yes, he, does. he is bad in this movie, dude. No, I agree. It's so bad. It's funny though. <laughs> it's such a typical approach to the role. It's such typical bullshit. He was written to be the stoner dude. That was his thing. That's his persona. He adds nothing to the role. No, he doesn't. You're right. No, typical. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. But he's a stone again. He's a stoner. How? What can you add to a stoner role? I, I don't understand. Oh, dude, don't even get in this conversation. Yeah, like, come on, dude. No, Harold Dan, Kumar, no, no. they did it right. I understand Smart that. But go so against the stereotype. This went against nothing. Yeah, well, what do you mean it went against nothing? He was a he was a great force against that killer. I was very disappointed to see him die. We we can't get too into just him. All right. The problem I have with this is that it's so cliche to the max. Like, every single thing that can happen to this girl happened. Yeah, but that happened in the first one as well, though. And I mean Jennifer Love Hewitt. Like, the the jump scare, uh, the Mm. kid bumping into her with his bike when they're walking in college, and then the door closing, and then she wakes up, and then she goes to do a light bulb, and it pops, and then she tries to, you know, when she tries to put it on, a friend is going through her closet instead of it being the killer. Like, it's so many cliche things. So many things happen to this girl. Like, how many friends sneak around in your room at night with no lights on because they think you're out of town? Right. Like, if, if if she thinks she's out of town, wouldn't you turn all the lights on and make all the noise you want? Because there's no one there to disturb. Yeah, no, because true. the neighbors, the neighbors in the building or whatever would think that she's being robbed. Of course, they're not going to turn the lights on. Can I say something, the guys, on. real quick? Now, what did you guys think of the first one? Because that's what I really want to know. Like, what were your first impressions on that first movie? Right after Scream, dude. Like, did, now this was a big movie, dude. Like, this made a lot of money. This was one of the big movies, and not a lot. A lot of people don't like this movie. A lot of people hate it, but you can't get around the fact that at the time it was a big movie. I find it kind of depressing. I mean, I liked it when it first came out. Like, listen, the first twenty minutes, first twenty minutes, half hour, whatever of I know what you did last summer was fucking awesome, and then the rest just kind of. It took this depressing tone and never let up, you know? So what did you guys think of the first one, though? Personally, I, and you guys will be surprised by this, I actually did not like the first one as much as I enjoyed the second one. I thought the second one was a little more entertaining. Exactly. See? No, dude, I feel the same way. That's what I'm saying. The first one was so depressing, it made me want to fucking slip my wrist. second one, at least it had, like, a um, an upbeat tone to it. Like, yeah, she still had a fucking secret... She still killed this dude. It was following her around. And Alex, I agree with everything you said, dude. So many cliche moments and just stupid Ugh. shit going on. I agree. But at the same time, dude, it's not a horrible watch. Like, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. At the end, the, 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 the twist ending at the end of the second one was decent, dude. I didn't necessarily see it coming, you know? So they had it had a little bit going for it. Put it on the island, give it kind of a creepy feel. I think it worked. And then, but the shit with like the voodoo thing going on, trying to yeah, it off, there, there was a bunch of shit in this movie that was whack. I agree. I'm not saying it's the best movie. I just no, I agree with you too. I think it holds up, dude. Enough not be considered that it would jump the shark. At the end, when I think about this movie, I picture the island and a lot of rain and dark clouds, and I, yeah. I think it's a great setting. Right. I think that's really a good idea, you know? But there's just so many things that go on in this movie that are so cliche and dumb, dude. And you can't even say now it's cliche. 
just cliche for then, dude. She's in the club. She sees the fisherman. This angle, this angle, this shadow, that shadow. She she turns. A guy hands her a drink and another jump scare. And then uh, you know, uh, jump scare number fifty. You know, uh, Julie reads the note on her table and it says surprise. And then someone's behind her and it's not the killer. Jump scare number. You know. Yeah. And then, and, and then it just, like, a lot of things were so stupid. Even the whole thing about the Jack Black and um, the guy dying who was docking the boat. Yeah. The guy falls in the water. Jack Black just started walking away. He goes, help, or he says whatever the guy's name is. Jack Black's name in the movie. He yells his name, falls in the water, makes a big splash. Jack Black doesn't even hear him. Then he gets up or something. Then the guy, the fisherman kills him. And then he falls in the water again, and, and Jack is back. now... Yeah, then Jack looks back. How do you hear him 40 more feet away, but not the fucking first time? It makes no sense. And then, and the first time, he screamed his name yeah. to get Jack's attention, and he still couldn't get it. But he gets it just because he fell in and made less noise, and from, cl- from further away? It just makes no sense. It was so stupid. It's so, like, contrived. And, like... The, the kills are so repetitive and bad. Like the, the the one swipe over and over again with that stupid hook. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The the hook was definitely played out. Ah, uh, like the only good kill with the hook was when um he kills Jess, uh, Freddie Prince Jr.'s friend in the truck and pulls him out by his chin. Dude, that was good. And then the Mackay Pfeiffer uh, kill was good too. Yeah. By the time Scream came out, anyway, everything was cliche by that point. So. These movies were supposed to, like, be a new phase of horror, like the new squeaky clean, high-quality high cast, like real actors. Right. That, and, and we all, and let's not even, we'll get to part three, and you can tell the difference between real actors and not. Um, but, yeah, just Jack Black, dude. I mean, he made comedy jump the shark, so let's just, <laughs> let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> and, dude, the cliches. Uh, some, I remember somebody being, like, in front of a mirror. They wipe the mirror because it's foggy, and it reveals the guy walking behind them. Like, are you yeah, serious? Do you yeah, think I didn't right. see that coming a, a mile, you know, down the street? But, dude, but, dude, how fucking smoking hot is Jennifer Love Hewitt in this movie? When she's getting uh, out of the fucking, uh, oh, when she's getting into the, um, uh, what is tanning it? Bed. Tanning bed. Tanning bed? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's another thing that I had, and, you know... When, when the killer comes and kind of gets one of those plastic ties and, like, you know, uh, what is it, um, secures the the, uh, the tanning bed so yeah. she can't get out. Uh-huh. All right, first of all, when she finally breaks free, should she not be more uh, damaged from being in the tanning bed? I think that that was a little unrealistic if you think about it. I don't know how quickly they work, really, so... Well, it's not like Final Destination where you fucking burn up and your skin fucking lights on fire. <laughs> yeah, dude, remember how uh, Jack Death survived the tanning booth in Trancers? I've never seen Trancers, so I don't know. <laughs> you don't remember? You've never seen that? I've never seen Trancers. Oh, Trancers is on uh, Netflix, I believe. I think, actually, no, I think they just took it off. Mm. Yeah, oh well. <laughs> it w- But, dude, when Jack Black gets that... When it gets the head clippers rammed down his fucking throat, I was so yes. Oh, yeah, God. that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, you know, like I said, this movie, I think it holds up enough to where it could it could be considered that it didn't jump the shark. But what I know by the time we get to number three, it's fucking 
pretty obvious who wins this in my eyes. <laughs> but dude, I know, but dude, that's the thing though. But we have to do the first jump. You got to remember, dude. All the annoying stereotypes, the smart white guy who knows about fucking tropical greenhouse effects and coastal flooding, like, he, he accepts his nerdy, uncool role in life, and he understands that, uh, you know, and, and all the black guy cares about is smashing his chick when he, you know, is reluctantly hanging out with his white guy, and it's, it's just, it's so clear that, I don't know, man, cliche is, the, like, the number one word, I keep repeating myself, but... Did you like the reveal at the end, how it revealed it to be his son? Yeah, I guess so. And how they did the reveal, like, if a normal person were to pay attention, the fucking, what was it, the capital of Brazil or whatever, like, she got it wrong, and how they, you know, pretended yeah. to be a radio show and stuff like that. Like, I thought it was pretty pretty clever. I mean, not the greatest fucking thing out there, dude, but it, it held up, dude. It, I remember seeing this in the theater, and I wasn't like, oh, fuck this movie. I was like, no. I, not a horrible movie, like, bad parts in it, but I was... You know, somewhat entertained, good feel to it. Like you said, the island, good fucking setup. Awesome, awesome yeah. setup. So so let's get on to the third one, dude. Yeah, since you guys don't agree with me, I can't go with a two-to-one rating. we got to go to the third now. Yeah, so no one agrees with me. So let's go to part three, which we can all agree on. When you don't have Jennifer Love Hewitt in the film, still, that's when you lose it. Because when you, when you make a sequel, and, you know, this is just a thought that I have. When you make a sequel to, you know, in a franchise, and you lose, like, the principal cast member, is that an automatic jump the shark? Discuss. No, no, no because... I don't think so. Th- look at all the movies that survive without their people, so... Yeah. No. Well, wait, wait, okay, then what, what's a movie that you think survived without losing its... Without losing, you know, with... Halloween movie? 4. It did not lose its principal cast member. You still had Loomis. Oh, I thought you meant like Jamie Lee Curtis. She doesn't. Um, she doesn't count. The movie can go on without her. Um, Friday Thirteenth. Oh. Uh, part four was great without, but it jumped in part three though. But well, no, real no, because you lost. You still you didn't lose Jason. That's your main focus. No, but even part one. I mean, part two would be that example. It doesn't matter. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think that's a that's a clear jumper right there. I don't think just because somebody's not in it. It could still be a good movie. Right. Well. I mean, I see your point, though. Uh, but, yeah, okay, Dan, the acting, oh, my God. Dude, ridiculous. That was the – it looked like low budget does not even – does not even describe what this is. Well, it was yeah, direct like, DVD, it, so... Dude, it's like, it's supposed to take place in a Colorado town, like, in the summer, dude. It's like, what? <laughs> like, who does... Like, that says it all right there. Like, they're trying to go for a creepy feel, dude, but it just doesn't work at all. <laughs> dude, I think this was so low budget, it was direct to VHS. <laughs> wow. I don't even think they spend time pressing C- uh, DVDs, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, listen, solo budget, and you cannot do that when you follow up two high-end horror movies, uh, predecessors. Yeah, especially theatrical, yeah, theatrical releases, you can't, you can't go theatrical to DVD release and expect it to be 
good or groundbreaking or anything like that. Dude, you can't yeah. take a fucking franchise and use its name and fucking pawn a movie like this off of off on the people, dude. It's not right. It's not fair. Now, granted, when I went into the video store and I remember seeing this video without Jennifer Love Hewitt on it and, you know, without the core cast or whatever, yeah, you're taking a chance. You're going in a different direction. But you know what? You're still riding off the name, so you give it a shot. And then you watch it and you're like, those motherfuckers, those deceiving, <laughs> lying motherfuckers. <laughs> The first, like, minutes oh. you saw this was wrong, dude. Yeah. Dude, even if, okay, after this kid falls off the roof and dies and gets <laughs> impaled, remember when, it was so funny, because they're like, everybody saw you cut your arm, so the guy just puts the hook in fire and he cuts his arm a little too easily. Right. He yeah. just he just did it, straight face, put it down, okay, yeah. now let's keep the secret. Like, dude, you just put a huge fucking gash in your arm, and you're totally okay with this. It was so, but you couldn't even act hurt. <laughs> Even like when you see the acting, like the the argument between the the lead Amber and the guy on the deck about coming back from college or whatever, oh, it's, it's so pales in comparison to like the Freddie Prince Jr. arguments right. uh, with um, Jennifer Love Hugh. It just it just goes to show you that some people cannot carry a scene, and that the directing when they were arguing, the camera was like twenty feet away. Like, what kind of viewpoint is this supposed to be? We're supposed to be intimate and up there and feeling this emotions with these people. Yeah, it wasn't even in focus. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't play well, man. Let's face it, it wasn't the same killer, dude. It was like the the, the fisherman's jacket. It was like, what, the fucking ghost of the fisherman? Like, yeah, he had red eyes, didn't he? It's not, I, dude, I don't even remember. I don't even want to remember this movie. It gave me nothing. It brings <laughs> nothing to the horror fucking genre. It's yeah. dead to me. And, and, and speaking of the killer, like... Where did he come from? Like, it's so funny because we always give, like, Myers and Jason a pass for, like, no matter how they die or come back. But we, all these newer killers and stuff, we expect they're surviving to make better sense. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but right. where did he come from? Because nobody from the second did, you know what I mean? By the end of the second one, he was friggin' dead. Yeah, he's, like, dead in this one, dude. He's, like, the ghost of the guy. Like, he's, like, the ghost. Uh, yeah. Total ridiculous. It's, it's, exactly. it's ludicrous. The whole thing is just is ludicrous. It, is it? it? This movie was like if one of us said, "I'll, I'm, I'll go make a." I know you did last summer. That's what it was really like. Like, dude, when he wrote, "I know what you did last summer" in water next to the the lifeguard oh, station. Oh, dude. And then we have to go through the fucking obligatory whole phase in the movie where where the lead girl has to convince all her old and non-current friends that someone knows what they did. We have to go see her convince them again. It's like, come on, we just fucking saw this <laughs> in the first one. Right. You asshole. If we're watching part three, we don't need to see this story again because we must have seen it in part one, don't yeah, you well, think? Yeah, see, but that's why they did it. They did it that way because they figure, oh... Well, that'll rope people in and make people like this movie. If we show them something familiar, they'll automatically latch onto this and think that it's great. I know. You're right. It's such dumb thinking. It's so stupid. It's not intelligent. It's dumb. And even the part where the guy attacks the girl and when she's on that thing, the ski lift or whatever, 50 feet in the air, and all he does is break the window and take off after getting his picture taken. Like, what the hell kind of scene was that? What was the point of that? That It was pointless. They didn't get anything out of that picture. The scene made no sense, and then nothing came of it, because it ain't like they looked at that picture and said, oh, it's this guy. Nothing. I blame Sony. Nothing. 
more boring swipe kills with that stupid ass hook. Just, and, and dude, I love how everyone writing these notes to these people has the same exact handwriting. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> they all write, I know what you did exactly in the same font. <laughs> yeah, dude. At least within the first one, though, it was like a fucking a fisherman. Like, that was the, you know, that was the, uh, that was the shtick. That was, like, the, the weapon made sense for the fucking killer. In this one, it's like, why does he even have it? Like, he's not a, they're not even, they're not even near a fucking body of water. They're in fucking Colorado Mountain Town. It's like, what the fuck? How does this even make sense? How does this even fit in with anything within the previous movies? Like, it just, it doesn't do it for me, dude. When I saw this, I was like, what the fuck is this movie? I just remember feeling, like, cheated and, like, fucking dirty. I wonder if anybody saw this. Well, no, you I know, know what I think would have made it fly more for me? If they would have continued the whole Julie James and uh, Ray storyline with, you know, the Brandy character, and it would have had maybe the two of them met... Well, no, you know what? I would have liked to have seen what happened from the end of two, when she gets, like, pulled under the bed. Stupid the ending, too. Yeah. Stupid fucking... I want to so see, see that continue. Yeah, but I want to see that continue. I don't want to see, like, a no-name cast battling some, some phantom killer. You know, right, right, right. It it fell flat, and you know what's really sad? Like the end of it, where um the fisherman gets pulled into that thing that's chopping stuff up at the end. Oh jeez, I can't believe that. Like the Friday Thirteenth remake took a page from that. I was gonna say the exact same thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's ridiculous, (laughs) dude. For real, dude. This kind of epitomizes jumping the shark, though, doesn't it? Like this is the prime example of movies just fucking. Dipping out, dude. Went from something semi-decent to fucking complete shit. <laughs> I love that. Semi-decent to complete shit. Yeah. Real. I'm glad we covered both to get a, a wide perspective yeah. on this. I'm going to say... So it's like, choose your own shark jumper. Yeah. Well, here's... Yeah, everybody should choose their own. This is just <laughs> what we're doing for a goof. But, Dan, so what you're saying is that part one wasn't so great that part two was a sh- uh, jumper. What I'll say... Is two, it ain't as bad as three. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I guess so. The vote is uh, three, Dan, three, Mike, two, Alex. So three is the jumper. So I still don't understand, Alex, with all that we talked about, that you're still saying two is the jumper, dude. It's still still bad enough to be a bad movie (laughs) in a franchise. No, it's not. No, it's definitely not. I, look, I really love that atmosphere. I really do. Like, just thinking about it, it's, it seems cool. It's actually pouring right now or at my house, and I, it reminds me of that. And I would like to watch it in this kind of a thing, but I just, it's just too stupid. So they do you think suck. that 3 brought it back just, then for you, or was 3 a continued shark jumper? Oh, dude, 3 was shark shit. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the shark ate this and shit it out. Ah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's get to child's play. Now, this is a controversial one. I mean, there's so many ways, and there's so... I watched all of them to to get to this show. Dan, you watched a couple, didn't you? Yeah, I watched a few of them, dude. Yep. Yeah. Do you want my overall view of the child's play series, though? Yes, please, Dan, so I can destroy you for what I think I know you're going to say. You ain't going to say shit, the thing about these movies is I think it rides on one thing and one thing only. Fucking people's fear of creepy-ass fucking dolls. And I think in the first 
first one, second one, and then somewhat into the third one, it kept up a good feel of of Chucky being a creepy little fucking doll. So, with that said, dude, I never got into these movies. I've never fucking liked them. I understand why they're creepy. I've seen them before. Okay, I get it. That's why, you know, all right, I see how that works. Like a little doll. Yeah, that's definitely fucking sketchy as all hell. But that's where it ends for me, dude. I don't like these movies. It's not that I hate them. It's not like I'm like, oh, fuck the Child's Play movies. I just don't like them. I think they don't add anything. They, they really don't. I don't think they add anything to the horror genre. I don't think they... Really? Dude, it's just, like I said, other than that one thing, and I think with that one thing, if that was taken away, it wouldn't make it that much of a difference. That that fear of creepy dolls and talking dolls. And, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it served its purpose. It did what it did. But Fear-based. do I think it was, like, game-changing in any sense? No. Well, just, all right. Well, just your, just your overall opinion, I think, is way off base. And I think that... I, I think that you're smoking something that makes you come to this conclusion that that is that is completely, completely just out there and totally wrong. But that's okay. just my thought. I mean, but it, you're not wrong, really. It's an opinion. I mean, you're not. I think it did change. I don't know if it changed horror. What do I know? I, I don't know anything about horror, really. Do really? What did it do for horror that that hadn't done it before? Or maybe after, like, listen, dude, creepy little dolls, yeah, it's going to work. I just think that's the only thing it fucking had going for it, dude. And it, and it kept creating movies around this character that created and that I didn't feel was, was, ever, was ever scary enough, was ever, yeah. know, I don't know, it just never did it for me, dude, you know? I, I don't think these movies are scary more than, the, I think they're, I, thought, I always thought of it as comedy, and I thought that right down to the last week watching it. Yep. Um, but... Yeah, okay, so let's get into it. Child's Play 3, I, look, it's a different kid playing Andy Barkley or whatever. He's older, uh, but, he's 16. Justin yeah. Whalen. But, you know, the, the the kid sold it in his eyes with his reactions. It was good. The movie was solid enough. And you know what? That's one of those, like, we talked about, is it a hot girl at work, you know, <laughs> uh, compared to a hot girl outside <laughs> of work? Yeah. It's one of those things where in a in a Child's Play, 3 gets a pass. Right, I don't think it jumped at three. Mm-hmm. Do you guys agree? I or totally agree with that. Yep, I, I agree. Now we get to Bride of Chucky. <laughs> okay, Jen Tilly, man, she is. She was like smoking hot. Like, you know, she had a hard face, but dude, and her voice sounds like she gargles like freaking sawdust and razor blades. But breakfast, yeah, yeah, and her and, boobs and, were way too big. No, perfect. What? Get out of here, Mike. Way too big. And this was directed by the same guy as Jason vs. Freddy, as I'm sure most people are. Oh, Ronnie know. You? Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but listen, Chucky was chopped up into pieces at the end of Part 3. Like, he would have looked a lot worse than what, like, she sewed together. Like, right, right there. I mean, but that's okay. You can get it past. Oh, yeah, so, dude, that guy that um, Jennifer Tilly was dating, that Damon. Marilyn Manson... Yeah, the Marilyn Manson guy. Yeah, the guy who's now a woman. David Arquette's brother slash sister. Right, that's who that is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pulp Fiction. Isn't that crazy? Yep. Um, he fake kills people and takes pictures of it to look cool. <laughs> that was good shit. That really was. Yeah. Um, so listen, the plot right off is horrible. We're supposed to believe that Brad Dorf, because that's who Charles Lee Ray was, yep. 
in in the beginning. He's great as as Chucky, by the way, too. Yeah, we're supposed to believe that that guy who looks like him. I like you as an actor, buddy, but look, you're not banging Jennifer Tilly, and she's not goo goo over you, and she's not dying to marry you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. I can see him. Yeah, you're you're a thief. You're a common thug. You're not a rich guy. If you were rich, if you were really Brad Dorf, maybe. <laughs> yep. yeah. I mean, she married Sam Simon for his Simpsons money. <laughs> so I could imagine why she would be with Brad Dorf if he was really Brad Dorf. Good point, sir. <laughs> yeah. it, doesn't doesn't Chucky sound like Danny DeVito a little bit? Yeah, dude. Like fucking the Penguin in Batman Returns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to remember, too, Brad Dorf was older by this time. I mean, he started with the character in 88. So obviously the voice is going to... Dude, if you guys want to hear him really kind of old as the character. Now, I know this month they're starting to shoot the new Child's Play, Curse of Chucky, in Canada. But the 20th anniversary, uh, what is it, DVD, and then the subsequent Blu-ray release, they have a commentary with Brad Dorf in the Chucky character doing <laughs> commentary over the movie. It is one that, of the funniest things I've awesome. ever heard. That is awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, this movie was like, messed up right to begin with like they were going for, they were going for it here like remember that like when she was having like an emotional scene the camera's right up to her face and they pull away and she's laying next to this dead asshole in the <laughs> yeah, bed. Yeah. dude but what about hold on a minute though but what about when she gets transformed into tiffany and she's watching bride of frankenstein didn't you get like the the symbolism there did you not enjoy that because you're yeah. a fan of the classic universal films so i figured you'd uh you'd like that but that doesn't make sense though he kills Tiffany, then puts her soul in the doll? Yeah, because don't you understand? He wanted to be with her, and he wanted to make her suffer. So that's why he did it. Don't you have to put their soul in while they're alive, though? No. Well, no, you don't have to, necessarily. Like, everything changed in this movie, though. Yeah, but the thing is, she wasn't totally dead. Because she, you know, she there was a jump scare. Oh, she scare. was dead. No, but there was a jump scare where she popped up afterwards oh. and then like so that was like the soul transferring from her into the doll yeah i think this movie sucked <laughs> <laughs> i disagree i saw it three times in the theater oh, three what? times in the theater dude you yeah. are fucked in the dude head. i love that movie the part like when they're in the rv oh. and they're talking about uh. washing dishes and he's like what would martha stewart say i love that i thought that was great and john ritter i mean come on dude John Ritter in that movie was amazing. Is um is that movie a uh, dimension film? It is not. It is Universal Pictures. Uh, we're just trying to figure out why you love it so much. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it's an amazing movie. Now, if you want to talk about jumping, the next one I think is, but that that's beside the point. We're not there yet. Yeah. So I just love how Tiffany's still addicted to cigarettes, even as a doll. <laughs> <laughs> I never like, noticed that. That's awesome. Yeah. Her soul is addicted to cigarettes. I wish I could have a girlfriend that was a doll. That would be neat. Oh, God. Yeah. It was really distracting. It was like that, that gay guy who was the friend of the guy who's trying to date John Ritter's daughter. Yeah. He's like he's like 30 years old, dude, and he's in high school. Yeah, wasn't that uh, Catherine Heigl? Yeah, that that was like her first uh, major role, I think. I know she's a bitch. She's a bitch. Yeah, she's a uh, snaggletooth she's... too. I can't go for that. What did you guys think of like the meta thing, like saying knives went out in the eighties, like they're being aware of that kind of stuff and using a hammer is so predictable yeah. and all that kind of stuff. No, but I like that because it became self aware and see, 
I like in a sense when movies do that. I think that makes them more interesting and intriguing. I think it became a comedy because that's the only place it fucking had to go. Like you, like you said, Alex. Like that fucking you looked at them like comedies, dude. Well, yeah. <laughs> by this one, they had nowhere to go. Like you know, you know, whatever. Some people like these movies. It does it for them, dude. These are just fucking so. They're just ridiculous to me. I mean, I'll watch them. I'll fucking drink a few beers and watch and laugh at them. But in no way do I fucking try to analyze these movies. And I watched them again. But I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, let's let's face it. It's it's not even like, all right, with horror movies, a lot of the times you're going to be wasting your time checking them out. I'm already going and knowing I'm going to waste my time. So with that mentality in mind going in, it's it's pretty much a fun ride no matter what. So I don't take them seriously. I don't think of them in a serious manner. I just think of them as fucking stupid movies. Like you said, dude, third one was good. Third one, last one, that was decent. Fourth yeah. one, I would say personally, I think it jumped the shark. After that, it got worse, dude. I don't know if you want to get into Seed of Chucky, but oh my God, was that movie. No, Seed of Chucky is definitely where I think it did because, look, The Bride of Chucky was good. Introducing Tiffany, that whole character was great. But then when you bring little Glenn into it I think <laughs> that was a little bit like when they had sex in Bride of Chucky I thought that that was amazing I thought it was hilarious but when you like bring forth like a doll child and the fact that two dolls could procreate is just that's where you do go a little off yeah like I'm sure there's a bunch of guys in a room somewhere that made this movie that are fucking Die and laughing, dude. Like they just—they just think yeah. it's the funniest thing. And you know what? It is though. It is though I'm when sure she's it like, is. I'm dude. Sure but it is, it is though when I'm she's like, me. when when he's like, do do you, when she's like, do do you, do you have a rubber? And he's like, yeah, baby, we're made of rubber. So His dick is rubber. So fucking. So stupid. Uh, that's the thing, Mike. He's smoking weed randomly. John Ritter's kill. Well, not. I think he was alive or something. Yeah. So that was great. He's like, <laughs> yeah. The nails going in his face. So fake, dude. It, it was a joke at that point. But uh, you know, Child's Play starts off with a level that's hard to jump from. Let's face it. Yeah. Right. It's hard. It is. Um, I'll say I'll say Cedar Chucky's stupid too, but this is the this is it. There's the the shark jumper. Yep. No, I, I definitely still say Cedar Chucky is the is the worst. But and I'm looking forward to the new one. You know that, like I said, starts shooting this month called Curse of Chucky, because they're supposed to take it to a darker place, and it's supposed to kind of like uh, pick up That's after what they the third. Always one. say. Well, no, but it's yeah, darker, darker, darker. It's supposed to pick up after the third one, I think, and totally ignore. Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky. So you guys might actually enjoy that one. Well, I yeah. have. See, here's the thing with news like that. And, and while I'm excited, dude, you never know what the fuck. Last time I heard, it was going to be remade, and then it they, was no, they are doing out. that. But no, well, see, the whole there's a whole thing with the remake, though. And I'll just get into it for a second because I don't know exactly what people, you know, what listeners know and what they don't. Right. But um, the whole thing is. Uh, when Child's Play was released in 1998, 1988, I'm sorry, it was released by MGM. Mm-hmm. And then Universal picked it up in 1990 for the sequel. Now, what's going on right now is there's a battle of rights between Universal and MGM for this remake. Because they don't want to get together, you know, and, and come to like a middle ground like to, to decide who's going to produce this remake. So right. that's that's what we're we're in a legal battle right now, and that's what's 
That's what's kind of preventing us from seeing it. That's why they're making this sequel. Because the remake script is already written. They're just trying to figure out who's going to put it out. Well, moving on. I'll I'll give it this, though. Before we go to the next one, look. Tiffany stabs Chucky in his back, and then she says, we belong dead. Like, you know, Frank and Bride Frankenstein. And then uh, my mother always told me love would set me free. And then Chucky, like, stabs her or something. Mm -hmm. And then it's weird because it was sort of, like, emotional. And then you could see how fucking heartless he's like, get off my knife. <laughs> and he pushes her away like she's a piece of shit, dude. And it's like she was she was yeah, she was sharing something sentimental. Right. And he and he just saw her. He viewed her as a piece of shit. And that was kind of like a, a damper on that. But Alex, unfortunately, isn't that what most men do to women anyway? I know. It's a sad commentary. Yeah. Yeah. And when I saw that ending with all that how it ended how the hell did they come back and seat of chucky yeah it makes no sense no no none of it did fuck so i don't even know that's why i can't even fucking touch hey they no well you got to look at it this way they came back after the end of child's play 2 when chucky was kind of uh you know blown up like a garbage pail kid and then uh (laughs) 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 he's like Hi guys, it's Jamie from Devour and Evil Episodes. Look at me not missing the deadline. I'm so excited. Okay, I missed the deadline, but you extended it, and so, yay. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think, and I'm going to call that one at 1994's Next Generation, because I am pretty much, I don't really need anything after that, including that. Once we get to the Matthew McConaughey, Renee Zellweger fiasco, then I just pretty much check out. Okay, next is Leprechaun 4. This was sort of a hokey series anyway. I thought the first one was original and fun. The second one was from Find a Bride. That was kind of cool. Even the Vegas one had its moments that were entertaining. But once <laughs> once he goes to space, it's just like, wow. <laughs> I mean, um, as we've seen from Jason, you go to space when you have nowhere else to go. And um, so I think that was a turning point for that series. Next, and this one, I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this, uh, Return of the Living Dead. I'm going to call the death time on that franchise at part three. And like I said, I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me on that one because a lot of people think the movie's hot for one. But here's the thing for me. It completely changed tones when you got to part three. Part one and two were, um, they fit together, they had some of the same cast members, even it was, you know, they, I felt like they belonged to each other, and then part three came along, with a completely different animal, they had this whole romantic angle in there, and then, you know, it was interesting, but I never could quite get into it. Have a great show, guys. All right, well, thanks, Jamie, from Devour the Podcast, for leaving your voicemail on which you gave us a few franchises when they jump the shark. Guys, what do you think? Texas Chainsaw 4. We both know that Mike agrees, and me and Dan picked part two, right? Yep. Part oh, two was horrible. Part two. Four was really bad, though. 
Yeah, but you gotta go with the first jump. No, you don't. Sure you do. Sure, sure you do. That's the War point. Was, uh, War was horrible, so continue. Two, moving on. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I just want to say that after the Bill Mosley interview... Jamie, I love you for thinking that Ford jumped the shark. Thank you. Yeah. Um. After the Bill Mosley interview, I said, well, let me give this... He seems to really be into this Chop Top character. Let me... You know, he's singing songs with his character, all this stuff, so maybe I was a little hard on this movie back in the day. A little? I... <laughs> I go to put it on, it's worse than I ever imagined. <laughs> it's so bad, dude. I'm so buying you that Blu-ray next week. Oh. When when Dennis Hopper is sawing the wood down and running oh, around screaming, dude. I'm like, oh, get me out of this nightmare. It's so boring. It's classic. Then she said Leprechaun 4. Now, I don't know these movies at all to, to even agree or disagree. Do you guys know? Uh... Dude, I don't know. Is that the one where he went back to the hood? I have no, no, that was Space. Leprechaun Back to the Hood was part six. Yeah, she said Space. Yeah, that's four. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I, I I can't give in. I don't know. <laughs> you want to talk was... about the Child's Play movies not getting me invested? Well, those fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I, I, could, I could agree with her on, on, on four, uh, since that's, that's the one that I've probably watched the least out of the six films, so. I can't believe he, he actually watched the rest that many times to have one he watched less. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, like dude, right. I, love, I love Leprechaun. I saw the first one in the theater. And the wow. second one in the theater, and then they went direct to video after. Uh, then she said Return of the Living Dead 3. I agree with her reasons. She said that, you know, the feel is gone. That's a fact. It's that... that Am I is is it a, a sci-fi movie? Because it sure feels Four like is. one. Okay, because three sort of seems like it's made for TV movie to me. But I'll tell you what, I enjoyed three. Yeah, the boobs redeem it. So continue. It's so poorly done, but it has a thing to it that I just like. But I agree technically. If if and when we do return Living Dead in this, and maybe in part three of Jump the Shark, I, I it just might. Might do it there, or even two. So, mm-hmm. okay. Well, okay. thank you, Jamie, once again. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. Keep kicking it at uh, devour the podcast yes. and uh, evil episodes. She should devour the skeleton crew. Yeah. How's that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what? The you mean like you mean like a mashup show? Yeah, I would yeah, like to devour the skeleton crew. Get it? Yeah, I would like to have her on. Uh, yeah, on no, the show. we got it. <laughs> or, or, or we could call it, or we call it, the skeleton crew devours the podcast. That's good. Okay. I wonder how they got that name, Devour. I don't know. Well, I know that. Um, I know David Anders did it as a solo show before she joined in episode nine, so he must have came up with that name. Right. So, okay, all right. So let's get to Hostel. The Hostel series of horror movies when did hostel jump the shark well clearly hostel one is what it is two is obviously better uh yeah two was better than one and then three was a complete shit pile i i just want to say something about three before we get started uh i don't believe that the uh uh crippled population was represented uh, appropriately in that film how would you have approached the role mike 
You've you've done years of method acting. Yeah, I I would have played it much more gimpy. I mean, you could tell the guy wasn't even wasn't even like crippled. That's the thing. Could you? Oh no, he had no disability whatsoever. Hmm. He didn't well, even handle the crutches properly. I mean, come on, dude. And it was like a pity party. Feel sorry for me because I'm a gimpy. Yeah, Mike does not feel sorry for himself. That's one thing I'll give you. No, I hate it's myself true. and other gimps. That's just how it works. He does. Now, here's the thing. This movie had, like... I didn't think this was that bad. But here's... I'm going to put it in perspective. Like we like to do, so we don't look crazy. This movie is as good and as enjoyable as The Wrong Turn, like, 2 and 3 and 4. Yep. I've never seen those, so I can't... I can't see the comparison, because I've only seen Wrong Turn 1. Okay. I, I hope if anybody knows what I'm, you know... I'm sure if you've seen all those, uh... Jerry does. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry just Jerry just watched all the wrong turns. <clears throat> and thanks to you, we're not doing a retrospective on them. Maybe one day. <laughs> no, we will. We'll hit them all. You know, we'll give it like a month and a half or whatever in between, just so it's a nice spacing. Because we're not going to be here for 400 episodes to hit them all if we wait too long. <laughs> but uh, So look, the, the thing I liked about this movie, it, it had a lot of crazy twists. The twists in the beginning, the, the you think that that nerdy kid is going to be taken for a ride because those people are in his room and he's the one drugging them. Dude, I saw that twist coming though. Maybe I'm a cynical son of a bitch, but I saw it coming, dude. Yeah. Uh, how could you though? Because that because... was cliche though. That was too cliche. They were in the room when they shouldn't have been. So how would he have planned that? You know. What do you mean? He, no, he, dude. I mean, any way possible. I mean, listen. Didn't he give them the fucking booze himself? Yeah, but because he wanted to avoid their shit. I don't know. Which was, <laughs> I got nothing on that one. Which, dude, know. it was an already open bottle of vodka, I think. So that was really good. He, It looked like, no, here, let's try some beers so that he didn't get fucked over. And then he fucks him with it. Like, how do you have closed beers that are already drugged, dude? Does he work at, like, the, the soda packaging plant or something? And he puts the shit in there then? <laughs> you just get it, dude. You get a syringe. Much on it. You get a syringe and you just stick it through the bottom of the can. And then you get like a little micro screw and you plug but it up. See, but guys, but see, that's the thing though. Watching Hostel Three and watching the other two, how the chicks uh, got the guys in the first one, and then in the second one, how you know they they got dragged away to the spot and stuff like that. Like maybe I'm a cynical fucking horror movie watcher or, or, or too much, and I, and I'm looking out for that shit. But I knew in the opening scene something was gonna go down. And automatically you think, okay, this couple's in on it. They're gonna, and I'm like, no, wait a minute. And I was like, it's the other dude. And sure enough, it, it paid off. I still think it was good. It's just I think, you know, the horror movie fans are way too smart for that shit now. And, and a lot of you, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be caught. So it, it, this movie wasn't horrible, dude. But from my perspective, I loved, fucking love the first two. So this one didn't hail in comparison to the first two. Well, see, maybe, maybe you guys, like... You you guys might not agree with this, but see, I'm not really a fan of the hostile hostile franchise per se because, see, I think that I saw all of the torture porn type stuff like that was done. Uh, the for, the original Hostel came out in 2006, so Saw was released in 04, and I think that like all of it was done there. I don't think that Hostel brought anything new to that genre. I just think that it was a poor imitation 
of what Saul was trying to do. Hmm. Okay. See, dude, I look at that movie totally different, dude. That's a build-up movie. You don't see any crazy shit go down to the very end. Um, it, it's one of those movies where every shot, the music, dude, you know, they're using music from the Wicker Man in that movie. So many homages to this movie and, and, and just fucking great shit in that movie. Like, there's tons of stuff that, that I can pinpoint and say, this is what I love. I mean, look at the whole fish out of water story, dude. I mean, you can't tell me that a movie about backpacking, being out on your own in Europe wasn't depicted well in Hostel, dude. It was fucking perfect. I mean, yeah, with the kids, it was a little too much, but I thought it was cool, you know? It's a, it, at the end of the day, it's a horror movie, but they did that movie fucking incredibly well, I think. And it was a pretty low-budget movie, but for what they got out of it, dude, I think they killed it. And and that's the thing about the torture porn, dude. Hostel fucking didn't take shit from Saw, dude. And, and, and I know that because I've heard Eli Roth talk about it. He was doing his own thing. Now, if you want to talk torture porn itself, dude, it's right. pretty much its fucking creator. I mean, what? You got these fucking guys, these businessmen paying, fucking getting off on the fact that fucking they're killing these people. Well, that's pretty much the fucking definition. Am I right? So right. No, that movie aren't. in itself was a commentary on that in itself, dude. Now, how, now there were a lot of movies after that, dude, like you know, Captive with, with, with uh, what's her name? Fucking Alicia Cuthbert. Yeah, yeah, exa exactly. There were yeah. tons of movies after that and stuff like that. But, dude, the way that movie is done, I really fucking can't stand when people say that, dude. How, oh, it's just another torture porn or it, 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 it is torture porn movie or whatever. Yeah, it's got that aspect in it, dude. But that movie is so much more, dude. Even just the shots in itself, dude. What a beautiful fucking flick. Look at the village they go into. I mean, movies like that you don't see nowadays that are well done like that. And it's not overtly violent until the end. And that's what I think. The, look at the scene with Rick Hoffman, dude, when he runs into the guy in the fucking locker room and he's fucking all geeked up about killing the person and he's fucking just going nuts. I mean, dude, that's good shit right there. And that's, right. that's two dudes in a fucking room, you know? It's two dudes in a fucking... In, in, in a room with lights, just two dudes talking, you know? That, to me, is yeah. creepy shit, you know? And that's one of the infamous scenes in that movie for that reason alone, dude. So, to me, that movie's so much different. I don't like when it put, gets put into that category. I know what you're saying, dude. Like, that's the whole basis of it. I get it. But I just right. think there's a lot more to the Hostel movie. So, with the third one, with that one coming around, it seemed like it was a good idea. They just built a lot on top of it, and it was a little too much for me. I, I, I enjoyed it, but for, but from the other two, which I love, it's just it was a big departure, and I couldn't really get into it. And yeah. what about the sound effect when the uh, when the guy was getting like drug away when they put him in that chair and they belted him in and then like he goes in the room he's like and he, they like dumped that thing down and started yeah that was cool too man see dude, mm -hmm. that's what I that's the thing this movie was full of twists here's the thing though like Dan said he's it's it's for the smart horror fan who already knows that all this is coming but i think are you gentlemen saying i'm not smart no because no. i also didn't know so here's here's what i'm gonna say about that I, I don't i don't know if it means we're stupid i think that dan is more trained in this because he is a fan of the hostels and this is going to be a crazy like admission but i saw hostel once and i never saw hostel two and i saw hostel when it came out so i don't remember anything 
about twists or tone. I never saw part two. I don't know anything about twists or tone. So <clears throat> to me, all the twists worked. So I, I got to see it from a, a pretty cool point of view. Yeah. I can't really determine the jump. See, to me, this was enjoyable because it didn't come down from anywhere. Right. So if you see this from that point of view, I'm telling you, it's not that bad. Dude, right. the chicks in the casino with a freaking hot with that girl, Nikki, you know, mm. and, and you were tricked again, like Mike said, when they grabbed the guy and they shoved the shit down his throat. <laughs> then all of a sudden, those two girls are not the people who are trying to screw you over. They're also right. involved. When they peeled the dude's face off, that was pretty cool. It's not. Yep. That was tough for me to watch. Is that surprising to you guys? Like when they did that with the whole face peel, I just I couldn't. Uh, that was very tough for me to watch. That. I'll watch anything. Yeah. See, I think you're right though, Alex. Dude, you're right. It, it didn't. It wasn't that far of a departure. I. But you see what I'm saying from seeing the first two. See what I think in the first two is they relied a lot on the fish out of water story and then based all the sketchy shit that happened off of that. Kind of like, all right, you're in the middle of nowhere. You got no nobody to call, nowhere to go. You're basically fucked. Yeah. Like, and there's a whole system of people that's trying to fuck you over. And it pretty much works nine times out of ten. Yeah. Come the second one, they had fucking Gates in there. They they since fucking uh, what's his name, fucking Paxton or whatever his name is, uh, Josh Hernandez. Uh, is that his name? I don't know. Whatever. In the first one, Escape, they had a bunch of shit. In the second one, like it was a good progression. You know, like it made sense. It was the same hostel. It was the same. Um, oh really? It, it, yeah, it was the same. Uh, yeah, don't tell me too much. Though. I don't want to. I want to actually see. Well, it. right, right. Yeah. But all what I'm trying to say, I guess, is um, from the first to second one, it was a nice progression. Yeah. From the second to third one, dude, all I gotta say is they brought it to Vegas. I mean, it, it killed it. It killed that fish out of water story right. to where, yeah, it, it's a good horror movie. It's still a good idea. It's still a good setup. But let's face it. I mean, the first one, fish out of water story. Second one complete fucking character piece on the killers and then the third one it was almost just like all right we get the hostel name we're gonna take it to Vegas. yeah exactly do you know what i, mean? I see that no i see it uh so. dude it has problems the roaches crawling in the girl's mouth cgi to the pitiful pit yeah. but but then you got like pitiful pits then you got like <laughs> like the twist of that guy carter being a member yeah and, and dude the, the chick the chicks who um were like the uh the girls with the straps going down their tits like how do those straps stay on so perfect <laughs> i was very upset with that there were many cuts where they just had to reposition them so they were perfectly over the nipple that's too bad <laughs> uh but like mike hates the gimp and when he got shot in the dick with an arrow dude that was awesome i i kind of uh, like that yeah I, I think for that that see that was the only enjoyable part because i i just enjoy when other gimps get hurt so yeah and then that was enjoyable. Yeah. And plus, he played the character so bad that I was glad that they that he got like, you know, it, that was justice for me seeing him get offed. Yeah. And dude, even like, even at the end, like it was a very good pacing. Everybody started getting killed at the end, dude. Like everybody. Um, the girl Hooker gets shot a minute after she was saved. I didn't expect that. You know, I yep. thought maybe she would be saved. You know, the kid gets his gets his arm chopped off. He, he puts the dude on the the parking garage spikes. That was kind of cool. I mean, it was all it was. I see what you mean, though. It's direct to DVD cool, but it's cool to right. me. You know, I mean, 
the, the main guy dies when his friend locks him up, or we think, and then another twist. Now, here's that twist I saw coming. I saw that coming, but I thought it was a different kind of twist. I figured that he somehow told her that this guy did all this stuff, and she knew that he killed her husband, or future husband. Right. And then she was going to do something to him. I didn't know that he was still alive. So it was a, to me, it was a twist in a twist. Or maybe I'm just. I too... like that ending. Now, now that you you just reminded me of it, dude. That that was a good ending. I like that twist. Yeah. It was satisfying. So there you, you know? there you go. I mean, I I'm not educated enough, and I will admit that to give a jumping. But we we just wanted to cover Hostel, so. Alex, and I urge everybody out there, give the first two Hostels a try. I mean, I know it gets a bad rap, but just watch it for what it is. Do great fucking flicks. Mm-hmm. So we agree on three, even though I don't really have much say in this. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't a horrible jump. It was more like a little stumble and then a fucking nice little fall onto the soft grass. Right. There you go. All right, so that's that. Let's get into the creep show. Well, uh, uh. Creep show one, it was good. The Father's Day thing wasn't that strong. Good ending to it, though. Um, yep. I, I don't know. I don't want to get into too many. They were okay. Part yeah. to me, part two is better than part one. That's probably unpopular. I don't know. No, no, part two was fun, dude. Yeah, like I said, my favorite, one of my favorite horror villains, Sam White Moon, is in that one. Yeah, and, yep. and to some people, that's probably the worst story, and I like it. So uh, that's just my opinion, though. Of course. Uh, so there we that's go. That's why you're special, Alex. That's why you're special. Creep Show Three. If any of you had the misfortune of seeing this uh, starts off with a terrible animation of a kid who kills a dog and sells him as hot dogs right there. It's like, okay, this is obviously trying to set a tone. It did. Yeah, shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The writing of the first story is like the writing of a cartoon. And it's acted like it, too. Uh, They press a button on a TV, and she leaves and comes back to a black family... Then a Spanish family when they press the button again. Then oh, then all of a sudden the girl turns into like a slime puss monster. And then she turns <laughs> into a rat and the guy takes her away. It's just an utter waste of time. It's it's so <laughs> stupid. And the soundtrack, the score for for every one of the stories in this anthology is is like is like cartoon music. <laughs> It really is, dude. That's the score. I like. What are you trying to put across here? I don't understand what this is supposed to be. <laughs> it's supposed to be shit, dude. How shit. are you calling this creep show? Like, it probably can be appreciated for whatever it is to some audience, not the creep show audience. It's just really wrong. The next story. This is pretty good. I even like the story. Uh, this guy played by A.J. Bowen gets a radio. Yeah, that that's the high point in the film. A.J. Bowen's the shit. Yeah. He gets, um, 300 grand, kills two people, and, that like, a radio's like, okay, now put the money in this room, a cop is gonna come up, you have to get him out of here, you know? And it basically guides him through all the shit in his life, and it gives him all the right advice Okay, he's gonna be coming up the stairs now. You have to get out of the room, you know. And it it all works. It all it's really cool because I think everybody would like a radio like that. Yeah. If I had a radio, my life wouldn't be so fucked up right now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but but then of course at the end of it, he distrusts the radio, 
And, uh, of course, a girl comes between him and the master plans of him and the radio. He chooses the girl over the radio. The girl shoots him, takes the money, and that's the end of that. Horrible. Horrible ending, and it, it really disappoints you. Really bummer. Yeah, but that's actual life, though. It is life. Think about it. Because, you know, in the, in the end, would you not choose a woman over a radio? Not a skanky crack whore, no. <laughs> well, yeah, skanky crack whore, I can understand. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, I would ask the, the radio for uh, how, do I, how do I get a hot chick? Can you get me Eva Longoria or something? Ooh. Mm, yeah, she's all right. Yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Mm. Nev Campbell. No. That, uh, Nev Campbell is not hot. She's yeah, she really is. not that hot. She's really not. Oh, yes. She's not even like, I, I wouldn't even talk to her. I know it sounds Party crazy. Party of five. <laughs> Party of five, my friends. <laughs> Party of five, my friends, gave me many, many a special night. You're disgusting. Oh, yeah, because it's a mm. creep. Okay, so then the next story is a, a manly ass hooker. Uh, she's she has she has bigger arms than me. Yeah. I'm so glad I haven't seen this movie. That's why Dan's silent. He didn't get to check this one out. We just had too much homework to do. Yeah. So uh, for some reason she's a hooker. Some you know guys want to bang girls who are more jacked than I am. <laughs> and maybe these guys are schmoes. You know what a schmo is, right? Um, a guy who pays like muscular women to wrestle with them and overpower them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I thought, you know. So she goes to these losers' houses. You think she's the killer, but she goes to this one kid's house who seems innocent enough, but he has three bodies hanging on the wall. She ties him up. She does kill him, stabs him in the chest like ten times, comes out of the shower, and, and he has those big freaky vampire teeth that look like a mask, and he kills her. I, you know, I basically could have thought of that story in about two minutes. Yeah, yeah, what the? Fu- I was just gonna say, dude. I was like, is this? I like, is this dude for real? Yeah, like what you just told yeah. me. Yeah, that that's the story. That was it. That was retarded. the whole thing. Is that she's the killer of somebody like John's, I guess, and that she got killed. Wow, what what a twist! Unbelievable. The next one, an old scientist is gonna marry a smoking hot girl, and uh, the music score again really sets a bad tone. Kills all these stories. I mean, this is just like over the top. Don't take this serious nonsense. It's just dumb. Um, so this one, uh, this girl Kathy was like so over the top, dumb ditzy girl. She repeated shit. She don't remember how her and this old guy met. So these two kids think she's a robot. These kids are engineers. They want to do a prank joke. So they bang her over the head and cut her up without even checking to see if she's human in any real way. They find out. She didn't remember him because she has amnesia, but by that time, they already cut her in pieces, threw her in the in the oven, dude, and, like, all this shit. It was just so... But the tone was just terrible, and even the doctor's reaction to her head in the oven sucked. Like, nothing was good about this. It was like... It, it's, it's I see what they... It's kind of interesting of an idea, but it's it's, like... Almost as bad as, like, the Tales from the Dark Side show, like, the bad episodes. It's, like, one of those, you know? Mm-hmm. And the, and the, the yep. final one, real quick, is it was about a doctor who's an asshole. He drops a hot dog on the floor, feeds it to a homeless guy who chokes on it, and dies. <laughs> that had to be funny, though. <laughs> he works... Mike loves gagging sound effects. Yeah, you love well, That's what God. happens when they choke on it, you know? Choke on it. I'm going to get... I'm going to yeah. pull that clip from you. 
so he works at a free clinic. He's a pill popper. He's he's really blunt with people. And here's the thing: that one was actually good comedy writing. You know, with some of his things, his reactions to the patients. But so the ghost of the homeless guy keeps begging the guy. Um, he actually trades in pills for hookers. Oh god, hmm. that's a good idea. Yeah. So basically, they they tie the stories as if they happen on the same night. You know, the anthology. But who cares? Like, it didn't add anything if it happened on the it same. Didn't add, yeah, it didn't add up. Who cares if it happened on the same? Like, when the hooker meets this one, you see these two guys going into the professor's office before they tear the body up of his wife. And it's like, yeah, but who... Lazy tie-ins, Yeah, but who cares if it happened on the same night? Like, what does that mean? Um, Yeah, right. So... That's why Trick or Treat is so much better. Yeah. Again, with the goofy music, uh, the actor playing the doctor was good. Uh, So he dies of a heart attack because the, the, the homeless guy haunted him and scared him. Like... And at the end, I wonder what what was all the character development for? Like, what was the point of him being mean to everybody and with the jokes and this and that? Like, what did it? What was the point of all that? Right. What purpose did it serve? Yeah. It's supposed to entertain us, I guess, until he died of a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't get it. You know what I mean? I just don't get it, man. I'm not entertained. Yeah. So at the end. The, the, there's no payoff. The tie-in makes no sense. It didn't mean anything. And uh, look, it, it's not the worst movie in the world, but it's—is it worth buying? No. Would I rec- recommend it? No. Does it does it complement the earlier creep shows? No. See, and I feel bad because I think I told you off air, Alex, when that movie first came out. Before you know, I watched it based on the fact that it was Creep Show Three. I actually bought the DVD. And I think I paid $25 for it when it first was released on DVD. Oh, my God. And did you believe open me, it yet? Of, co- of course I did. I opened it, and I didn't watch it, really, because I was afraid <laughs> to watch it until before we did this retrospective. And it's now like, really now I... want to fucking watch it. <laughs> well, now, you know, I, I really have... I have buyer's remorse now, and it's a shame that it came out so long ago. Uh, you know. This guy labeled it. Definite buyer remorse. Labeled it buyer remorse. Yeah. There, there's a term for buying shit movies. Buyer's remorse. Yeah. Dude, I get. I have that so often because I buy a lot of shit. Yeah, you know, but, um, you know what I have with this movie? A fucking headache. Alex, if you want, I'll send you my DVD, my actual store-bought DVD, and you could destroy it like you did Resurrection, except <laughs> this one will be more impactful because it's actually a store-bought dvd took a treat motherfucker yeah send it along with your blu-ray of uh of uh drag me to hell when i find it yeah oh i I found my dvd of that dude i might break that (laughs) yeah okay well there you go so we have a special treat for you last time we were very conscious of how long the shows were we never wanted to go over an hour it's a long story so (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a long story with a bad ending. When when we recorded the first Jump the Shark episode, we actually had two movies we or franchises we discussed that never made it. So we're going to give you a blast from the past, never heard before. Uh, in this next uh, few minutes, we get into Amityville Horror movies and Saw movies. Ooh. And after that, we'll wrap it up with the grand finale of Troll... Let's just face it, two. (laughs) (laughs) 
and we will be right back. All right, let's breeze through Amityville Horror, the original franchise. There was how many movies, Mike? There was, I want to say, nine. Are you kidding? Let's see. There's Amityville, Amityville 2, The Possession, Amityville 3D, Amityville 4, Evil Escapes, Amityville Curse. There was uh, Amityville... Are you serious? 1992, wow. It's About Time. There was Amityville uh, New Generation. There was Amityville Dollhouse. Is, is Dan aware of this? Is it, I think that's eight, right? Wow. Yeah, I think that's... Wait, I might be missing one, but I think that that's what we're dealing with. I, you know, I thought I was so hardcore into horror because I had one, two, and three, man. Dude, <laughs> like, I thought there was like four, yet. maybe, maybe five with that brand new one out. Wow. I'm shocked. Oh, my God. Uh, well, are, are we even qualified to do this? I mean, I only saw three, but I could tell you it jumped in three. I disagree. Because, like I said, dude, if you, if you would see past three, then you'd be like, Wow, dude, three is immaculate compared to four or five. Really? Yeah, oh my god, dude. I'm going to agree with you on a point. Part three, part three was insanely boring, and the story, <laughs> you know, it was all right. The guy moved in, blah, 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 a couple things happened. Dude, Becky from Full House was in it. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah, because I know her. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, you know what? I do know her. Yeah, the yeah the, the daughter, right? Yeah, Lori Lachlan. Yeah, okay. The movie, Dan, if you haven't seen this, and hopefully you haven't, it's a total bore fest. It's, you know, it had a story. It wasn't compelling, wasn't captivating, wasn't really that great. And by the time an hour about, and I'm going to say six minutes go by, all of a sudden, the chick, the daughter, like he's talking about, goes out on a boat with her friend, and I guess she drowns. And then they bring her back, and all of a sudden her ghost is in the house. And I'm going to say, from that point on, it was a really good movie. That was good. But mm -hmm. I don't prefer to sit through an hour of nothing to get to a good point. You know, I'm not going to, like, watch it again. Right. You, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. so to me, yes, you ended it really good. It was There was even a really cool monster or ghost that came up out of the well. That was pretty cool. That mm -hmm. killed the uh, scientist. That was awesome, but I don't know, man. That It's going to take more than, than 20 minutes to make me say you were a great movie. And a great movie, jump. right, dude. And that's the thing with horror movies. It's like, you know, some of them are great and, and, and hit on many levels, but a lot of them just fall flat and, you know, say they have great moments or whatever. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, give them, give them its, its, its credit, its nod. But, dude, it's mostly just crap surrounded by little bits right. of, of greatness or, you know, likability aspects, you know, so... That was my nod. There you go. You had a good ending. That's it. Uh, I, I don't think Dan even watched. So, Mike, I'm going to go with three. If you really believe four. the rest, if you believe the rest made that look better. Because you remember, this yeah. is when it jumped. Well, no, four was four for me is when it jumped. And then, like, Amityville 1992, It's About Time, made it a little better. And uh, scratch that. There is nine as of right now because there is a movie called An Amity Amityville Haunting. 
that um, Asylum put out on Blu-ray and DVD, I think, last year. And it's kind of like a found footage <laughs> Amityville film. God, dude. How could they put that on Blu-ray, but Friday 13th Part 4 is not on Blu-ray? Right. Uh, I don't understand how this works. Well, How is Amityville fucking horror 10 on Blu-ray? Well, it's that, 9. I don't, or 9. Amityville I don't understand nine. that. Same thing. How does that work in this world? I, I don't know. They thought they'd make more money off of that. I bought it. You bought it, of I course. Oh, dude. Well, Mike, dude, Mike buys Mission Impossible for $40 and hasn't watched it since 2006. You're right. So, <laughs> are you really going to... Actually, I've never watched Mission Impossible 3, and I have to. Still, it, it's it's almost seven years later now. Yeah, well, I bought that DVD. The Blu-ray I bought, and I haven't... I still haven't watched it yet. I have to. Well, spoiler alert, Tom Cruise dies in the end, Mike. Oh, fuck that. That's, no why, that's why they call the new one Ghost Protocol. Uh, Don't play with me, Dan, because if that's the case, I'm going to be pissed off. Well, anyway, let's gloss over this. I'm going to throw in a mention, though, and say that I really enjoyed the remake of Amityville Horror. Oh, that was great. Yeah, yeah me too, bro, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you two know this, but the whole Amityville Horror, the actual house and true story whole thing, yeah. do you know that that's completely fake? Really? I've heard that. It's a total fraud. I think it's real. I think No, that. it's not. It's, dude, none of that happened. They, that was based on those people abandoning that house. Uh, I don't have a shit. I wish I can get that clip. I could, but I would have to sit through a few Netflix documentaries. I think there's actually a Netflix documentary called Amityville Horror. If you guys have Netflix, look up Amityville. What Amityville, how do you have the Amityvilles? Do you have the DVD, do you have the DVDs? Yeah, copy DVDs, yeah. Uh, do you have... Uh, what do you, what do you have? Like, because they released a box set that has the three of them together, and there's an Amityville documentary on that. Is that what you have? No, I'm referring to the Netflix documentary. I don't know if I just looked up haunted houses or if it actually is titled Amityville. I don't know, but it's totally a fake story. That's horrible, dude. Yeah, and I was so mad. Think about how much that happens, though, based on a true story, based on true events, dude. That's in pretty much every horror movie that they try to sell these days. And that's the thing, like, Blair Witch Days, like, when, when, when that stuff came out, it really worked. Like, that, you know, the marketing for that movie was perfect. But you know what? It can only work once or maybe twice, you know? It can work in, uh, you know, what's it called, Cannibal Holocaust and, you know, a couple times. But after a while, even that new new movie, Chernobyl or whatever, it's, like, based on true events and all this bullshit. You know, it's like, come on, you know, and it's supposed to be another found footage. It's like, get over it, you know? Nobody's buying it anymore. Well, unfortunately, a lot of people are, but they're not getting it that these are the dumb people. and They don't count. Right. All right. Let's go to the Saw franchise. Unfortunately, I don't get to hear myself talk in this one because <laughs> I don't know shit about these movies. Uh, I'll, here's what I'll tell you. I saw part one in the theater. That was good. I saw part two. I don't think in the theater. I think I rented it. And all I recall is that there's a very abrasive Hispanic gentleman in the movie. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Right. And he was so fucking annoying that if I was there, I would have beat the fuck out of him. In about five minutes, and he would be laying in a puddle of blood about 
20 minutes into the movie and we could go on with the rest of our lives. Uh, he was so invasive and annoying and I couldn't take his bullshit attitude. I, I, I think that is one of the worst movies I've ever sat through just for that. That irritated me enough. Mm-hmm. Now, with that said, I didn't watch any more. So have fun, guys. Break it down. Tell us where it jumped. Uh, well, me and Mike actually uh, differ on this one, I believe. I'm not sure. See, I have my own ideas to where... See, I, I agree with that, Alex. I really do. But there's certain aspects to those movies, and actually none have absolutely nothing to do with the torture and stuff like that. I don't like those movies for that reason at all. Right. I like it for the storyline, you know? And the second told the story to where it, it brought it it brought it into a cool place but here, here's the deal where jumping the shark the term kind of it's weird you want to talk about going off you know going off the ledge or going you know into the deep end you know beyond you know coming back basically Quality. right yeah you want to talk about not coming back well this one i think did you know number two you're right you're absolutely right dude you're right on it was weak but there were a couple more after that, which were really good, and I thought told the story, brought it back rather, and because that's all that movie is, you know, you go back and you see, oh, okay, this connects with this and this and this and blah blah blah. I thought they did it in a pretty cool way to where I think it jumped the shark at um, number five. Right. See, I liked three because you know it had to do with it answered a lot of questions and Jigsaw died in it and and I really liked number four because of the parallel storyline it had with 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 three and I just liked that concept where you know that was the big twist and I liked it I thought it was a good idea so with that said I think you I, I if you look past two you know and two wasn't horrible but you're right they kind of overdid it and I think really if they left Saw you know, number one, I think it would be perfect. But if you really look at the whole story played out, you know, the last one, Mike, you know, we agree on that. The last one was complete shit. And the one before that, I think, was shit, too. I know you don't agree with me on that, but I don't know. I'd say say five, or I'm sorry, yeah, they jumped the shark at five. I don't know, but um, I think everything after that was crap. What do you think, Mike? Honestly, I think it started with four. Uh, because, mm-hmm. like, look, 3 was a nice trilogy. It wrapped it up really well. Yep. Uh, the thing is, like, 3 ended on a cliffhanger note. Like, you didn't know what was going to happen to the father, you know, to the to the daughter and all that stuff at that point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the way they ended it. And then 4 kind of started, and they, like, rushed through that to get to this whole backstory thing. And it's like, I don't care what was going on while the other movies were happening. Jigsaw is dead. The main central character is dead. So why would you care about what's going on in that world, like around it, to, to keep it moving? You know what I mean? It, it was not necessary. So really, I think, look, four was, nah, five was, we both said, complete shit. Six brought it back, and then seven was just an utter disappointment. Uh, dude, six did not. I don't know, man. I don't think six brought it back at all. But okay, that's fine. I mean, I'm I guess not saying it's... it brought it back completely. Yeah, right. I'm just saying right. that it was a better movie than than that fifth one. 
And the yeah, fourth. five. Yeah, five. I I did not like. That's what I mean. That's the one that I think it went downhill. So, but dude, four. All right, Mike. You want to talk about twists though in horror movies? You don't think that at, at the very least, dude, that that's a pretty good concept. That was a pretty good idea to go have a movie kind of go parallel to where if you were to look back, dude, you can see certain things that happened and 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 how certain storylines played out and how they intertwined. Like, I think it's a fresh idea, dude. That's that's why I give it its dues. That's why right. I give it its its props, its credit. Well, so well, see, I, I can under I can understand that, but I okay. think personally, I mm-hmm. think that it was a blatant cash grab from Lionsgate because they they saw that the first three they put out basically one every year, and it's like they they're knew, all cash grabs, bro. Yeah, they're like, dude, they're right. like the first one made so much money, yeah. second yeah. one made so much money. And I think they were going to end it with the third one, but when the third yep. one brought yep. in money, they're like, you know what? We can't let this end. We got to figure something to keep it going. So then that's when they're like, well, what can we do? And yep. I just thought that it was like them reaching, like really reaching to try to keep the thing going, like to suck every bit of life out of it that it had. So it's number five for me. It's what? What did you say? Four for you? Yeah, it's definitely four, because, see, without four, they wouldn't have gotten to a five, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, <laughs> that is true, Mike. Right, um, so I got it, yeah. <laughs> we can we can both agree that seven was horrible. How they bring Kalios back there, he was horrible, dude. They could have yeah. picked it out so many cool ways. Now in the beginning, when they showed him crawling out and uh, you know throwing his little uh, nub, his little stub on the uh, thing to cauterize it or whatever to cauterize his wound and and all that, it was exciting. It was like yeah, oh, it was going to bring him back. And then it, and then it was, it was downhill. Now, I remember. I cover. thought the same way. I thought yeah. the same way. I'm like, dude, I'm like, he's coming back. That is awesome. Then I'm cool. like, you know what? But he's barely in the movie. And right. the scenes that he's in, they he's a very talented actor. He's done a lot of great work. And they underuse him so bad in this movie. It's almost insulting, dude, to not only the series, but to him bringing him right. back. Because, dude, think about that first movie. He was that movie, basically. Like, you know? So... Ugh, bringing it back, dude, the way they did, horrible, you know, and it's so sad because, you know, the Saw franchise gets a bad rap, but like I said, I always enjoyed the storylines, I thought it was something kind of fresh, and it's cool to see how the the movies intertwine with each other, they could have ended it kind of saying, basically, okay, maybe all the sequels in between, if people don't like them or whatever, however they feel, we can go out with a bang, because we started with a bang, and we can end it really fucking cool, you know? But they didn't. They fucked it up. They just totally, you know, went for the, like you said, the cash grab, Mike. You go in, you get the loot. That's exactly what he did. He said, listen, I'm going to phone this sucker in. And even his character, like, who, who were his fucking thugs? Who are his boys in the mass? Like, wait, you know, they didn't explain that. Like, right. you know, it's just they bullshit. left it open. Actually, again. I heard that's not even the last one. I heard that maybe even making another one. So. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they will eventually. I'm sure they will. And mm-hmm. see, that's the thing. Like, look, as much as I don't like four, five, well, you know, I don't like five. But as much as I don't, you know, like four, whatever. If you really want to look, you know, if I really want to look at it, I'll tell you this. They weren't that bad compared to what Seven did, because Seven right. was just a complete and utter failure mm-hmm. that didn't need to be made. If oh, and they that really was wanted to do just wrap it up at six. Wrap it up at six. 
And Yo, Alex, would have been shut fun. up, dude. Hey, listen, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck you two were talking about. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting here like, I hope everyone listening is really into this, because I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what's going on right now. I really don't. I feel like, uh, you know, back when I was, uh, you know, 18 and all my friends were talking about how good their blowjobs were. And I'm like, oh, my God, Mike, why would you do that sound effect? Let's play that tape again. (laughs) (laughs) This week's sound effects brought to you by disgusting Michael J. Yeah, this week's blowjob sound effects brought to you by a guy on our show. You know what you you can do, Alex? (laughs) All right, so uh, your final your final judgment. What is it, guys? Saw four. Saw four, and Dan. Yeah, I uh, I'd have to say uh, I liked four, so I'd have to say five. Fellas, Jason here from Horophilia, and uh, I guess I'm on three different podcasts: Much of Madness, More of Sin, Evil Episodes, and the upcoming Carnival of Decadence. So that's enough of my plugging. Uh, <laughs> I do have a few suggestions here of movies that I think that jump the shark. And I'll start off with the two big franchises that I could think of. The first one's Halloween, and I think uh, I agree. Halloween Five was the big shark jumping. The first four are just awesome. I mean, I could see anyone rating any of those four like an eight or above. Uh, you know, I could, some people have their own favorites between the four. I personally like two a little bit better than one, but regardless, one, two, three, and even four are all just awesome quality. And part five, even though I don't hate it as much as y'all do, I think, or at least Alex does, I definitely could see it's a big, it was a big drop. I thought the look of it was looked pretty good i mean you know professional cinematography and all that stuff just something about it just lacked man i don't know i don't know if it was the pacing the story just something about it just it just uh it just wasn't there man so that's my first pick of the uh major franchises now the second one is return of the living dead and this one i do love all the first three at least part two i actually don't like it as much as some people. I do enjoy it, though, but I, I don't think it's a bad entry at all. I love part one. Part two is okay, and I think part three is underrated. Part three has some really good gore effects, and I, I dig it overall. Now, part four. Now, the, the thing about part four and five, if you don't realize, they were pretty much released almost the same time. Uh, I think they're on DVD. They were actually released the same day, or if not, maybe a week apart from each other. So it's... Uh, I can't remember which one is which, Necropolis or Raid to the Grave. I can't remember which one was in what order, but they're both shitty. It doesn't matter, uh, especially in comparison to the first three. Maybe as an indie zombie movie, it's okay, but part of the Return of the Living Dead franchise, both of those totally jumped the shark, man. They're both – I was highly disappointed in both of them. I haven't seen either one in a while. I remember being super disappointed in both of them being a – yeah, so that, those are the two major franchises. Now I'm going to talk about some smaller franchises that I don't know if people are going to talk about. Uh, the Wishmaster series, 
which on Horror Filler we did the entire retrospective on all four of those. The shark jumping on that is part three. Part one, I think, is awesome. The KNB effect. Same thing on part two. That's a really good effect. Part two is not quite as good as one, but it's not a steep drop off. I mean, they're good companion movies back to back. Now, part of three, though, oh my God, man, when you get to three, three and four are actually directed by the same guy. And I'm not sure if they were filmed at the same time. I wouldn't surprise me if they were. They look almost the same quality. But part three is like this is an indie version of it, and it is so cheap looking. The Wishmaster Jen dude is like, there's scenes of him out in the field, like sword fighting one of the uh, the main hero guys of the movie. It is so fucking cheesy and terrible. I mean, it's a huge step down from the first two Wishmasters. So that definitely jumped the shark in Wishmaster 3. And part four is uh, a little better, not much better. That's my first three, and then I just got one more I want to drop here. And I, I'm pretty sure no one's going to mention this. The only reason I'm bringing this up is because I'm reviewing it this week for Horror Philly, and that's the Scarecrow series, which if you're not familiar, they made three of those uh, straight-to-DVD movies, Scarecrow. And then there's uh, part two. is called Scarecrow Slayer. And then the third one is called uh, Scarecrow Gone Wild. <laughs> yeah, and uh, none of them are great, but I do admit the first one is kind of fun. If you like Scarecrow movies, it's definitely worth watching. Especially it, just for Tiffany Shepard alone, it's one of her earlier films, and she has really short hair, and she looks totally different than what she looks like now. But you can even tell back then that she had a, a good screen presence to her. Uh, but Scarecrow, uh, the original one, is decent. The main problem I have with Part One is a it's cutaway kills. You don't get to see all the gore which I have no idea why they did that unless they just didn't have the budget. Cause I know it didn't go to the theater, so they couldn't have been worried about that. So I enjoyed that one. So where it jumped the shark on this series is definitely part two and three, uh, starting with two. Oh, my God, man. It has Tony Todd in it. I was expecting, oh, man, this has got to be a step up from one. Maybe they had some decent rental sales and got a bigger budget. But uh, no, sir. Part two is abysmal. It has some of the worst CGI you've ever seen. I'm talking like PlayStation Two graphics are maybe better than some of the stuff that's uh, in this. And it's all green screen. Tony Todd is in it for like 10 minutes maybe, and he is he's horrible in it. I thought I'd never say that, but I don't know if it was his dialogue he had or his performance. I mean, he totally phoned it in. I'm sure he was on the set for maybe one day to throw his lines out. But Scarecrow 2, which is Scarecrow Slayer, is just abysmal. So it definitely jumped the shark in there. And then part three is barely better. Part three has Ken Shamrock from the UFC. And then it's terrible also. So I'll throw that one in there. Scarecrow one's worth watching, but it definitely jumped a shark in two. That's all I got, guys. Uh, I can't wait to hear the show to see what more franchises y'all got. Uh, like I was telling Alex, you know, I don't hate too many. I like I like a lot of these franchise movies, even the bad ones. So there's not too many that I absolutely hate, but I can't wait to hear what y'all got to say. Until later on, peace. All right, guys, here we are. You know, 
when when I was thinking of the show today, I said, uh, you know, should I be a little more professional and not drink when I record this? And then then I looked at the movies that we were going to talk about. And basically, um... <laughs> I don't know. What was that? Mike, if you ask one more time. Yeah. Was that a bottle cap? Yes. Ah, I see. Do you twist off the tops yourself, or do you got a little, like a little bottle opener that goes dunk? No, I put it in my teeth. Ew, you're a sick fuck. I'm hardcore. No, I was kidding. I met a uh, guy who used to crack it open with his eye socket, dude. No fucking lie. He was crazy. Ew. Dude, I knew a guy who used to cr- crack him open with his asshole. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. His I don't teeth, want that beer. His teeth <laughs> were probably killing him. That was the problem. Nobody wanted to drink him when he opened him. Oh, I would. Oh, just bro. to see... I would just to see if it tasted like asshole. Yeah, Mike's like Mike's like, yep, I've tasted this before. It's asshole. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Listen, I don't consider myself a sheltered person when it comes to to movies. I mean, or anything. I mean, you know, I pretty much grab life by the balls. Or should, should, let me rephrase that. I pretty much grab life by the tits. Mm-hmm. Yet when when I went to Blockbuster back in like two thousand or so, and I saw a troll double pack. And I I uh, rented it, copied it. I thought I discovered the absolute worst movie that no one else knows about. I thought, like, who else would rent this shit? And when I saw this documentary, the best worst movie or whatever it's called, I was so yeah. let down. I felt like my whole world was crushed. Like, everyone knows this? Like, <laughs> who is... You thought you were the only one? Oh, dude. It's like, who is what? And, you know, it's funny. There are people in this world who who watch Troll 2, like, every week. Remember, like, those people in the documentary? They watch it, like, every day or every week. Yeah, they're and insane. All I could tell you guys is, like, what you're doing, it's just, it's a colossal waste of time. Yeah. Like you're, yeah, and, and you know what? You guys thought that I was nuts when I told you about my Halloween 6 watching habits when it first came out. Watching Troll 2... Ugh. Yeah. Dude, Ugh. ever... Okay, let's get into... Just the beginning parts freak me out. Because the scary thing is, like, when this when this grandpa was telling this kid the story about, like, the trolls and everything in the beginning, this kid has a Batman poster that you see <laughs> to the far left on his Dude, wall. Dude, I used to have that same exact poster on my wall. Me too. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, it's, it's where my, uh... I had it where my Daniel Harris pants are hanging now. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if anybody wonders why we have Daniel Harris pants on our dungeon wall and our logo, it's because that's those are Mike's. Yeah. <laughs> that's a true story, folks. Yeah. I put a picture on our Facebook if anybody wants to see them. I think I did post the picture, didn't I? Stains and all. <laughs> Mike's sitting in the middle of that table. I'm on the left, Dan's on the right. Listen, this movie can't get one thing right. This kid has multiple baseball teams on his wall. Why, why would you have the Cubs, the Mets? Maybe he just likes baseball. Like, you like football, maybe he just likes baseball. Dude, I only have bear stuff in my room. Why would, That's like me having... Yeah, well, he's diverse. See, he's not boring. He likes to switch it up. It's like having the Sox and Yankees right next to each other. That's a problem? I didn't know that. He was repping five different baseball teams on his wall. Who who does that? <laughs> like n- who does that? Nothing. Who has time? Nothing was right about this. And uh, so anyway, 
it's this movie is just completely ridiculous. The trolls, the actors, the acting. They're in pajamas. They're in footy pajamas. The trolls are in footy pajamas. They, call, they don't even call them trolls in the movie. They call them goblins. Why call them goblins? Call them Nilbox. trolls. Call them Nilbogs. Yeah, they're from <laughs> Nilbog. Dude, one of the, I know, right? One of the best things in this movie, I think, are the zoom-ins. When they zoom into somebody's face and then they get the reaction. Oh, God. <laughs> it's some of the oh most... Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, like, dude, some of the reactions this kid has is fucking retarded. They're going to eat me, and then they're going to eat you, and then they're going to... Shut up. Who cares? You deserve to be eaten, you whiny fuck. <laughs> that, that small scene where he looks up and you see those things eating the girl, it is, it is kind of creepy that they're going to be doing this to me in a few minutes. That, that's the only thing. That was like a tiny bit of... That was sort of okay, but then he goes... They're eating her! And then they're going to eat me! And then, and then, and then, what's with the green jello coming off of everybody, like oozing out of their like face and shit? supposed to be blood? They sweated it. Like I don't know what it like. No, but humans did it. How did humans get the green jello shit in? Them? Because they eat, they eat the food and sweat that shit out of their heads. Oh, Guys, I got a serious question to ask you though. Now, the head guy with the beard and all that, right? You know the guy. You know the bad guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was that the guy that same? got burned? Yeah, was that yeah. the same guy in Pee Wee's Big Adventure? <laughs> oh, played Pee Wee in the movie. I don't know. Uh, Dude, I, it's yeah, like I have the to look same fucking guy. It did look. Yeah, he did look like him. Dude. He, it was him, dude. To watch the movie again, it was fucking him. I'll put money on that. Yeah, there's there's a couple good things. The the kid turning into a tree was pretty cool. That was they did decent there. Um, I do like the whole grandpa talking to the kid angle that's really cool it's bad but it, it's it's cool but to check this out the, the most ridiculous like nothing about this movie is right nothing at it nothing the grandfather no. says to the kid uh does anybody know the kid's name so we could just keep saying his name i have uh, no idea <laughs> yeah i don't remember Jeez. all right all right so the the main kid everybody who's seen this knows who we're talking about um he says let's just call him joey he says, Joey, you have 30 seconds. And he snaps his finger, and the whole family freezes, and the kid has to find a way to make oh, his family yeah, not that? eat the food. So the kid, after he snaps his fingers, the kid walks around the room, stares at everybody, big dramatic thing. That went on for a minute and 12 seconds. You timed it? Yeah, I timed it. Nothing. Because I said, wow, this is the longest 30 seconds of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I went back and rewinded it and I hit my stopwatch. It was a minute and 12 seconds. And when he's walking around the room looking at everybody, wouldn't you pull the food that they're opening their mouth and about to bite? Wouldn't you pull that out of their hands and throw it across the room or something? Like, yeah. wouldn't that be. Like, what if when they woke up, they didn't see him pissing right away and they just ate the food? Right. Like, it just made. Like, nothing about this was thought out or done right. What about the boyfriend that follows the chick there who has, like, a gay speech impediment? Like, what the fuck is going on with him? Yeah, and he hangs out with dudes the whole time. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, the whole yeah. movie's so fun. Like, I, and here's the thing. Going into this movie, 
I didn't watch the documentary, by the way, but going in, I heard it was such a horrible, horrible movie. Now I'm thinking, all right, well, how, uh, what level of horrible is this? Like, is it just like bad, like, oh my God, this movie's bad, I can't watch it? Or, oh, this movie's so bad, it's funny? Dude, it's like a mixture. It's almost like, and, and I've heard this point be brought up too, like, did these people know it was such a shit movie when they were making it? Like, it, they had to have. No. Because no, I think everybody loved it. Dude, remember the... Oh, dude, dude, pe- then people were fucked. I got no oh. fucking humanity. By the way, guys, I just looked it up, and it is not the same person from, uh... No. From, uh, Pee Wee's... Do you know that that was James Brolin in Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Oh, wow. That played Pee-wee. Yeah, there's no way that James Brolin would stoop so low. It did kind of look like him, but he would not stoop low enough to do um, Troll 2, I don't think. I'm alone or dotty. (laughs) Real quick, I want to play a clip of the acting. The girl in the bedroom when she's working out and the boyfriend comes in through the window. Just listen. Listen to this delivery. joke is this? You scared the shit out of me. I'm the victim of a nocturnal rapture. I have to release my lowest instincts with a woman. Oh. Release your instincts in the bathroom. Oh, are you nuts? You trying to turn me into a homo? Wouldn't it be too hard? If my father discovers you here, he'd cut off your little nuts and eat them. He can't stand you. And, and you? I like you. But my family doesn't like you. They say you're good for nothing, and that you spend way too much time with your friends. Oh, oh! but I swear I never see them. <sighs> Elliot, how long is this going to take? We're sick of waiting for you. And, uh, don't you want to come to Tonino's with us, Holly? Uh, don't you want some pizza? Man, you know, these are cute. These are cute. Hey! Hey! Do you see? What's wrong with having friends? <sighs> nothing, if you want to remain a virgin for life. You take them to bed with you, too, and I don't believe in group sex. Is it true that your family's going on vacation tomorrow? Yes. I'll come with you? Okay, I'll tell my father that you're coming with us tomorrow. Where are we going? Nilbog, a wonderful half-empty town. It's an exchange. A family from the country is coming to live here, and we're going to live in their house. Oh, Elliot, it will be wonderful. You and me, in the woods... This time, we'll be able to be together for sure. That, like, what baffles me the most about this whole thing is that the seven-year-old was the best actor in the family. Yeah. How do you have the least amount of experience, but still, you top off 40-year-olds and a 20-year-old girl? How about the mother dude with her eyes? Like, what what was up with her? Uh, When you see the documentary, you'll understand better. Okay, She's sorry. one of those cat people. <laughs> you ever see the ladies with 40 cats in their house? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Like the cat lady on The Simpsons. Yeah. She's a younger version. <laughs> um, the, the music during the chase scenes. What the fuck? Stop. 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 Stop.
check this out, though. That blonde that was being chased in the woods, and then she was eaten, and that's when he said, they're eating her, and now they're going to eat me. She was hot. Yeah, she was. She was I'm hot. surprised they got somebody of that caliber to be in this film. When you look at the acting, look, I've never seen a movie like this in my life. Who the fuck was in charge of the casting? Helen Keller? <laughs> Could she hear any? Ew, ew. Yeah. The, the worst was what got me. What got me really sick was now look. Corn grosses me out, and there's a scene where oh. I guess one of the boyfriend's yeah. friends in that is in there, and they're they're on that corn. Dude, I swear I had to fast forward through that because I was I almost threw up. Like, I couldn't stand it. I, I couldn't stand it. Dude, I just don't understand like what they were trying to do with this movie. Like, I, I really didn't. I just, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Like, and that's the thing. Like, it, it was funny to watch, but only like you know with your friends getting really shit faced. Because anything else, it's just it's kind of awkward, dude. Like, I was sitting in here by myself, and I'm like, this is kind of weirding me out. Like, this is um, this is a little over the top. A little over the top. I was. I was... I was straight the whole time watching it, and I was not just me. like, whoa. No, not me. Oh, dude, but, and they, of course they had to throw in bad 80s dancing with the girl in the room before she sees Grandpa's head in the mirror. Yeah, that was oh, yeah. great. Okay, ready? Let's do a little debate here. Who was the worst 80s dancer? Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, Jesse, or Troll 2, that bitch? The bitch. <laughs> that bitch. She was so... I, I never seen an actor worse that actually got a part in a movie. Where were the standards? It's Because, um, listen, we all, haha, it's funny, worst movie. They did not know that. And that's the approach you got to take when reviewing this. Yeah, I think people actually... I heard that people in the cast actually went to the movies and watched it and had no idea that that was the type of movie they were making. Can you imagine the poor editor, like, he gets the first roll of film, and oh, he's like, he's God. like, hmm, so take three, and he just forwards to take three. He goes, this this is the best one? Are you sure? <laughs> well, I guess we should just use it, because it's the best, and it's the only good one that we got. There's so. no B-roll? <laughs> and by day three, he's like, this is all like this. They put this movie on Blu-ray, guys. Do you know yeah. that? I love how this is on Blu-ray and Psycho 2 and 3 are not. I want to... Right. Uh, th there is no God. There isn't. If you want to do... You know, if you do that, there isn't. There definitely, you know. It's ridiculous. This, this just freaked me out. Grandpa says to this little kid, Joey, he won't tell the parents directly. He's just going to keep talking to Joey because the mom never listened to anything he ever said, especially when he was uh, was trying to tell her not to marry this asshole uh grandpa did you try telling her as a fucking ghost with a floating head i think yeah, right. you know maybe get a different reaction than when you were alive yeah and you told her not to marry her asshole boyfriend <laughs> right <laughs> dude there's one time too where uh he's trying to sound like the, he's like oh we should have a seance the chick says and they're trying to summon grandpa for, yeah like, the longest time and then they get him there okay all right whatever and then uh, shortly after, I don't know how long, dude. I, I can't, I couldn't fucking tell you. Not long after, Grandpa shows up again, and the kid barely fucking talks to him. He's trying to tell him shit, and the kid's just fucking ignoring him. It's like, what the fuck, dude? What is going on here? Like, he tried so hard to get that floating head, oh, like fucking yeah. Power Ranger. How come the head just came and went out of nowhere, but they try to get him there, and it's a fucking hassle? 
And sometimes it's his body, and sometimes it's just the head. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes he turns into homeless guys hitchhiking. Sometimes he's he's <laughs> completely alive with a fucking fire extinguisher in his hand. Like, what the hell is this? So, oh, oh, and then sometimes he fucking hacks trolls with an axe. How, what was that all about? He came up, he's like, Grandpa! Yeah, since when does he become a physical real thing? Dude, right. nothing. That, that's what Nothing I'm made sense. These actors couldn't even jog convincingly. When that kid was jogging and the cop picked him up, and dude... A cop serving you a, a bright green hamburger, it's, it's got to register in your mind, like, this is not normally what I eat, and I've never seen anything <laughs> like this in my life. Yeah. This is not uh, normal behavior. Who just eats that? Yeah, who does that? Who, who's the worst actor? H- Holly, the, the daughter, or that, that bitch in the, in the old church house? And, like, what was she supposed to be, like, a Disney character? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I thought Holly was... Holly was not great, but she wasn't the worst. Mike, so. do I have to what? play another clip? Holly was not the worst actor. She wasn't the worst, but she wasn't great. But she wasn't the Dude, the, the be all and end all worst in the you're movie. You're out of your fucking mind. I am. <laughs> you're out of your mind. Is there any movie that is acting that's this bad? I mean, I've never seen a movie with such bad actors. Have you ever seen anything like this? Never. I am. No. Alex. no I I've made some like that, but, you know. I was yeah. going to say, Camp Out Nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody watch Mike's movie yet? Can you please toss this guy a bone? And please review it. We'll, we'll, we'll promote the hell out of you if you waste your time with this. Yeah. Just the things that just occurred to me. Like, what was the message of this movie supposed to be? Like, is it a vegetarian thing? Do you guys think anything could have saved this movie? Like, let's just say you take the script. You keep it. A better director? Soundtrack? No. No. Acting? No. Nope. Setting? Budget? So you could say all those things, and there was something wrong with every single one of them. I don't know if you say anything wrong with budget. Dude, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, the movie in itself should have never, never been made. That, that's what I'm wondering. Who the hell approved of the script? Could you imagine these assholes in Hollywood? There's people that probably write some good shit. They can't get nothing approved. Somebody yeah. read this and goes, hmm, this will work. I, I'm going to invest yeah. $500,000 into this. Like, Can you imagine writing the script for Troll 2 and just being like, finish it, but killed it. <laughs> <laughs> How do you even release this movie? When it was being edited, and by the way, this movie has no score to it. If you didn't know, I, I, I can't remember a single subtle score in it, and it the, the music during the chase scenes and the music at the end, everything is just so bad, man. It was like something done on a Casio. It was just so unbelievably bad. Dude, it was like a bad acid trip. It really was. I thought I had LSD in my beer, dude. I was like, what? Yeah, the- dude. That's what it reminded me of. Things are just not making sense. But here's the thing, though. <laughs> I think the lighting and directing could have really put this movie up a few notches. And, of course, costumes. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, when that bitch was running around in the old church and all her phony acting and the big eyeballs and the glasses and all that, if you had her at a different zoom in... And the lighting was different. It was all the same lighting, and it was all cheesy, bad 90s lighting for, like, made-for-TV movies. Like, it, <laughs> there was so much that could have improved this movie, dude. Mm-hmm. It just made no sense. And 
even the casting, like we talked about, but even the townspeople, I swear one of them was a guy in drag. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it, dude. Yeah, those people were fucking yeah. crazy. How do you put people in masks that make no facial expressions? <laughs> well, they're in masks, and like I said, it's all like, I looked at it, and it's like you can tell that they're in like little kids' pajamas, like toward the end, you know, and it's like, ugh. I can only imagine how it looks on Blu-ray. It probably looks like complete and utter shit. Yeah. Would you guys agree with this statement, though? Now, say, if you saw this movie when you were a little kid, right. would this movie not fuck you up for life? <laughs> no, like, really. Like, all right, think about, like you said, when when the kid looks up and it's all the fucking trolls and, and they're all getting ready uh, for the family to eat and shit like that. Dude, like you said, it's a scary fucking scene. Like, I could imagine that, that fucking scaring me. I remember I saw the first troll... And it was a totally different movie. Yeah. Totally different. Right. Actually scary. So like you said, dude, little lighting, yeah, it could have made a difference in some scenes. But what I'm saying is, dude, you could change fucking all, nearly all the aspects, and even those couple that are left would still pretty much fucking ruin this whole movie. Yeah. So there were so many things wrong, is my point. Now, oddly enough, this isn't the most unwatchable horror movie I've seen in the last six months. You know what, though? I agree with that, Alex. I, that's a good statement. It's almost like I just want to see what they're going to do next. I think, like, the most Im- impossible-to-watch scenes are the corn in the trailer scene, like Mike said. Yeah, I can't do that. That's no. impossible to sit through. Um, I don't know. That probably was the worst scene. I think it's weird. In, in this what-the-f movie, that's the what-the-f moment. Well, no, mm-hmm. the whole movie is a what the Yeah, that's what I said. In the whole, yeah. uh, okay, so let's get to the end. As if the movie wasn't dumb enough throughout the entire thing, the kid eats a bologna sandwich, which throws all the monsters out of sorts because they don't want tainted blood in his body when they eat him. And, right. uh, like, I cannot believe somebody wrote that. No, no, that makes sense, dude. <laughs> How do you get script approval? And touching a stone and concentrating is the key to overcoming the trolls. Concentrating. That's where I thought it was going to go. That's the obvious route. Hey, I once once wrote that a backyard swimming pool was a gateway to hell. Camp Out Nightmare 6 on our YouTube channel. Five. Five, but six, uh, you get a taste of that. It's the opening of six. It's the opening of it. Um, yeah, so that's unbelievable that that's the ending. Um, so, Mike, go ahead. In the end, the trolls... In the, yeah, the mother, I mean, yeah. They, they, they get the mother, and it's like they have her on the table or whatever, and she's dead or whatever, but she's covered in this green gelatin-like substance, and it just... I, I don't get it. But No, but Mike, th- that's not even so nutty because they did that already with the jogging chick. Yeah, but I, I just I, – the whole time I just never got it because the mother was just like uh, – it just seemed like a waste of good jello to me. <laughs> but here's the thing that was nutty about the mom thing. When they were eating her on the table, they had some kind of strange plastic outline of a woman's body and you see tits – yeah, I saw that. Yeah, but the person we actually, whose tits we want to see, the jogger, she was just a flat pile of goop. Like nothing. <laughs> yeah, that is nothing. disappointing. Well, honestly, yeah, happen. but you know what? She probably, honestly, her tits probably looked better as a flat pile of goop than they did all 
inflated like you would have liked to see them. I just want to see natural, buddy. Yeah, man. You're well, insane. Like, I don't know what to say about this. It's, it's unbelievably bad on every facet. We're not saying nothing new. This isn't news. It's a goof. No. It's a joke. Everybody knows this movie's shit. But the fact is, we are all taking the review as how it was supposed to be. A normal movie. And we're also taking the piss out of it, which it needs yeah. to be done. Like, listen, the only reason why we brought up the troll franchise is to jump to this one and kill it. I mean, I mean it's been, this is one of those movies where it's just fun to kill because there's so much to fuck to pick on. It's ridiculous, dude. It's almost mind-blowing how much is fucking wrong with this movie <laughs> to where we can sit here to death, dude, and we won't even do it justice. This is one of those that you just got to see it. Yeah, and drunk. Yeah, <laughs> don't, wait, don't waste your time straight, please. Don't waste. It's your time. on Netflix Instant. If you have it and you're already spending eight dollars a month, what's what's in what's ninety three minutes of of wasted time? Ninety four minutes. And it is entertaining, you know, like you said. And I've seen worse movies the past six months as well, Alex. So good point on that one, sir. We've seen worse movies than this. Isn't that a fucking amazing? I haven't seen worse <laughs> movies than this. I don't know where you guys are coming Texas from. Texas Chainsaw 2 is worse than this, dude. <laughs> no, 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 dude, no, Dude, Halloween no. 5 is worse than this? No, it's not. And if you say hey, it Alex. is, you lie. Alex, weren't you just at Asbury Park this weekend, too? Yeah. Have you ever seen Dark Ride? No. Oh, check that one out, dude. Good fucking slasher flick. Would be... Oh, yeah? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, Mike, right? No, I gotta watch that one. That's on my list of to watch movies. Yeah, he bought it three years ago and never opened it. <laughs> Actually, I think I did buy it. I gotta look for that. Oh my oh, god. Man. Great movie. So, I don't know what to say about Troll 2 that we don't all already know or have said so far. But uh, it's just unbelievable that this movie is out there. And, dude, you know what's funny? At a, for a business standpoint... How do you put this on Blu-ray? Like, it's all cute and funny to uh, laugh at, but who do you think is going to buy this? I was going to buy it before I actually watched it. I was thinking I would buy it, but now that I watched it, it's like I don't want to waste the money. It's comforting to know that a guy on our show is one of the people that would buy that. Yeah, but then I saw it, and then I'm like, I don't think I'm going to waste the money. Wow, really? It's not even... It's not even funny to have it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, don't be that guy. Yeah. This was Jump the Shark Part 2, which in also Jump the Shark. This is a very long show. We're, we are sorry that it took so long to get it out. We're, we told you 10 days, and it's like 15. Sorry about that. And um, Hey, listen, it's the summer, guys. We're trying to get it in, folks. Yeah, can we have fun, please? Can we go to the beach between these goddamn shows? <laughs> I mean, and listen, too. September, October, those are the big horror months. We'll be fucking cramming in the shows. We'll be getting it in. But for now, we're just kind of chilling. Yep, and we got a big Halloween special for you. And uh, it's not a retrospective. Nope. It could be more fun than that. Hopefully, we execute it properly. And it could be great. It's going to be but, um, epic. Yeah, it could be epic. It's in my mind it's epic. I don't know if, if we have the ability to... <laughs> it could be a disaster. Oh, it's well. Halloween. Anything <laughs> Halloween is epic. Gentlemen, we can make it epic. You could just say Michael Myers, Loomis, and everyone's like, yes. Yes. Hey, do you think on that show I could read, uh, you know, since I, I love Donald so much, maybe I could read his obituary and you guys can hear me cry on the air? 
Yes. I would love that. Because I have the obituary, and I read it every year, because his birthday's coming up October October 5th, and I usually oh, really? read his... Yeah, I read his obituary on every birthday, and I have, like, a little Donald celebration. I've, I've even made him a cake once or twice. Well, he made <laughs> he made a cake for a dead man he's never met. Okay. I certainly did, yeah. And I put a little candle in it, and I sing happy birthday. No no joke. I want everybody to cry Seriously. on the show, actually. I need I need you guys to cry, because I want real radio out there. I made Adrian and King cry. What you talking about? You did. Oh. That's right. Yeah. Can we have more of our guests cry? I can bring them to tears. I'll bring them to tears. Can you bring Jamie Jenkins to tears? I'll send her a picture of my face, and then she can... Like look at it while she's doing her show, and then she'll cry from looking at my face. No, what do you we think? want them to cry. We don't want them to blow their brains out. I think oh. she, wow, was in between crying and blowing her brains out during the John Amplos interview. To be honest with you. Oh, but uh, you know, I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that. That's just <laughs> all right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this second installment of When a Horror Franchise Jumped the Shark. We hope you agree with everything we say, because we're right about everything. We've not been wrong once, except for saying that um, The Perfect House was $5 on DVD, and that was Mike. No, actually, I said it was $6. I just wish you weren't a liar. Tune in for the next show, and hear the Evil Dead retrospective.